0: Good evening and welcome to the Voices in Recovery podcast, brought to you by the Freedoms Path Recovery Society. We are not affiliated with any 12-step fellowship, nor do we wish to propose only one solution. We understand how different solutions can greatly increase an individual's chance of survival. We hope to illuminate some of the recovery process by sharing as many human stories as we can. Why? You might ask to show that we can and do build stable lives from a former state of chaos, desperation, and hopelessness. Our stories become our strength. Please remember that any and all opinions shared and heard are those of the individuals and not a reflection of Freedom's Path Recovery Society or any other entity. So regardless of how crappy or wonderful our opinions might be to you, they still remain opinions, nothing more. You might hear swearing adult themes and situations, as well as the tragedies humans face and walk through every day. It is not suitable for children unless they are accompanied by a parent or guardian, or have the explicit permission of those individuals. All right, well tonight we have with us Dominic, John, and Darcy, and we're going to do a year end review. Now, I would introduce Dominic and John better, but I'll let them do it themselves. Because, frankly, me telling you how hot they are is not going to help. Okay. You guys can't see them. You can't. You can imagine them. They are a couple of studs, though. Uh, you took so a picture, right? We're going to take a picture. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll take a picture so everyone can see. How are you guys doing? Yeah. Good. All right. Really good. I'm good. Yeah? Right on. Hey, Darcy. Yeah. Thanks for doing this. Yeah. Ain't no problem. <laughs> I overthank him every week. Yeah, it's become it's become a part of my joy. Um so we're gonna do a year a little bit of a year in review. I think John wanted to start with his best, I think, of twenty eighteen. Was it I did you that said that? I'm pretty sure I heard that. Yeah. Yeah or pretty I'm pretty freaking pretty out. Heard that
1: too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I said that, but I don't you know think what? you did. When when you said we're gonna talk about the best and the worst, I was trying to think about the best and the worst. Mm-hmm. And uh you know, it's I think twenty eighteen was I don't know, you know what? Twenty seventeen was bad, mm-hmm. I thought. And then twenty eighteen came along and it was like well, you mm-hmm. think you've seen bad <laughs> <laughs> And then hold my beer. <laughs> yeah kind of thing. But uh yeah, you know what? It uh it it just seemed to be a lot of tragedy in twenty eighteen, mm. you know, with wildfires and natural disasters and, mm. you know, but uh, I, yeah, uh that's, it's such a good question to think about the best and the worst because really along with all the bad stuff, there was so much good stuff that happened too. Yeah. You know, like the, uh, the, the one that pops into my head is the, that soccer team that was trapped mm. uh, in that underwater cave. Yeah. Right. And, the way that they survived was their coach mm. had them meditating every day to keep them calm. Wow. And that's I didn't how they know survived that. in a cave. Yeah.
0: I didn't know that. Yeah. So they basically just, they stayed down there and stayed calm because they were meditating.
1: Yeah. Wow. 13 days. They 13 were water.
0: Why didn't they talk about that? Did, or did they talk about that in the news?
1: I think, yeah, they did. Did they? Okay. They, well, I know, missed they, it. They talked about it briefly yeah. in passing. Because the bigger story was Elon Musk's failed submarine attempt, you know, whatever that was. He was going to come in and save them all with his battery-powered submarine or whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> but the, uh, yeah, they talked about the fact that the soccer coach had them meditating every yeah. day. And that's what kept him calm. And that's what, yeah. that's what helped them to survive. Wow. Was to do that, meditation. I believe it. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that was a, that was a great story. Um, but... you know what it's
0: well and even with that story though like it has tragedy right because a navy a seal one of their navy people divers died right yeah
1: yeah one Um, of the divers uh, was killed trying to rescue these guys yeah so but um yeah you know i'm i'm not sad to see 2018 go yeah um it, it is what it is i i'm looking forward to uh to this new year coming up and again you know what past is past no matter what's happened we can't change it we can't modify it we can't do anything about it all we can do is just let it be in the past so
0: right, right on well thanks man yeah
2: dominic Hmm. best
0: and or worst whatever you guys could pick
2: well i'll probably maybe pick something that's probably near and dear to a lot of calgarian's heart and Hmm. um that's really our economic status right now um i'm pretty fortunate that i'm in a somewhat recession-proof job Mm -hmm. but i think i look around and see all the people that have uh you know that that uh, daily sort of pressure this on people to kind of be like, what's our economy looking like? What's it going to look like in six months and 12 months? Mm -hmm. And that whole bunch of uncertainty, you know, and really looking at the fact that Calgary has been impacted quite a bit. Um, We're often, you know, look around the country and see other hardships that are happening. I, I kind of found it funny. I'm pretty sure a lot of Calgarians did when we looked at, you know, different industries around Canada that's being hurt. Mm. And, you know, when an automotive job um, in eastern Canada, when they're out, you know, a couple hundred, couple thousand employees, that realistically reflects what it's looked like in Calgary for the last two years. Mm. And um, I think while I'd like to be optimistic for 2019, I think that's really, you know, one of the things that when we see the daily struggles, uh, when we see the kind of the pressures and stress that people are under uh, when it comes to their jobs and economics and finances, it makes me really fortunate. I try to, you know, not really take in what's been going well for me or what's not been going well for me, but just to be cognizant that there are other people that are suffering. Mm -hmm. There's been other people that have been suffering for a long time. And really, I just try to have that as a bit of a focusing point for myself to Mm -hmm. to put it all in perspective. So that's for me really 2018 the year in perspective uh, is really around that. <clears throat> How do I draw that, that focus for myself? How do I put it all in perspective for the next
0: year? Mm-hmm. And how's that look? Cause you're right. Like it's been like an escalation over the last 12 months, right. Of like stress out, mm-hmm. out there with people like from not having jobs, not getting jobs. And it looks like the market's going to shift, right? Like obviously the, federal government is trying to take away our ability to continue in the same economy that we've had Mm -hmm. there seems Mm -hmm. to be a push to get us out of oil obviously right which means a lot of people will will lose more jobs right and um so i think the escalation of the stress too impacts uh not just like the people's state of mind or peacefulness if we want to call it that but the fact that they are in some cases just losing their shit because people are stressed. Like what's the big motivator for humans to all of a sudden do things they don't normally do
3: Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. that desperation. Right. And I, I heard it like this a couple weeks ago, I was out with um, some, some officers and they had told me that in the span of their last set of shifts before I went out, that they had three jumpers Three jumpers and, like, just a span just for them in one set of shifts. And I just think, like, that's ridiculous. Like, it, and it continued. Like, obviously, it hasn't stopped. But the truth of the matter is it's escalated. Like, now there's, like, people who are using suicide as a financial, like, way out right? Hmm. And I know we've probably always done that as humans. We've probably said, we just didn't tell anybody I'm jumping off this building because I'm broke, right? Um, We could just kind of assume the guy who loses his job, stockbroker job in New York jumps out of the window. Well, back when they made windows, you could jump out of, right? Um, We could assume that probably he lost a bunch of money, right? But now we're. I'm actually working with people who are saying that they're thinking about suicide Mm. as a means to get out of debt that to me that i don't know what that means i'm not smart enough probably i just think that it's telling do you think that that's somehow related to like the economic downturn
2: yeah i i don't know i think we we see a city that's kind of pressured and and Mm. under stress and i think we see you know, uh, a lot of good, positive stories about how people deal with adversity, and we see a lot of, you know, uh, the not so pretty side of that mm-hmm. when we look at it. And you know, f- like most people, we're, we're we try to take a pulse check from what we see on the news, which isn't always the best way to do do things. And so I think, you know, like I'm here with my learned brethren around, uh, you know, trying to find uh, inner peace, uh, you know, some perspective and really mm-hmm. how we look after ourselves and how do we look after others. So,
3: mm-hmm.
2: yeah, it's sad when you hear, you know, stories, like you say, um, I think, you know, that maybe if we focus on, you know, all the news stories that came up this year, I typically just see that as kind of as, a, as the negative side. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen, or maybe I just got to look a little bit harder to find those more inspirational uh, stories mm-hmm. around how people are dealing with adversity.
0: Yeah, no, oh, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Thanks, man. <coughs> Darcy, best <laughs> and or worst, man. Don't worry, I have to answer it too, dude. I, well, I don't have to,
4: but I will. <laughs> um, I don't know. For me, I think uh, probably the economy here, at least locally, would probably be one of the worst things. But I just find for me... And I don't know if I just noticed it this year a lot more than normal, but uh, for me, it was uh, seemed to be the media and politics and everything was just drilling on negative stuff constantly. Mm-hmm. Like it was
3: mm-hmm.
4: yeah, these people threatening premiers and pr- prime ministers and, you know, like it's mm-hmm. just this vitriol that is out there where you can't sit down and have a conversation unless you're going to get heated about it. Yeah. You know, and it's for me, I guess that was probably the downside of twenty eighteen. Mm. Um what's cool is that cave story. I actually got a chance to sit down on one of on my podcast and talk to one of the rescue divers. And man, cool. that is an absolutely amazing story. And he mm. only told about twenty percent of the store the actual full story, but man, that was probably one of the most inspiring things I heard all year. Yeah. So just and especially hearing his his take on it, because the the odds of everything that they went through, and like how close they were to not ever finding those kids to begin with, it just it was unbelievable. Yeah. So so that I've actually found a lot of inspiration from. But mm. in general, I just find that uh, the stories and the media and it's just focused on negative, mm. negative everything. So I don't know, I guess that part of 2018, I'll be happy to, Yeah. not that it'll end in 2019. but
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say like, what are the chances we're not going to have the same shit next year? Maybe my mindset will be different. So I don't yeah. know. But, mm. but that, that brings me up to like the worst thing for me about this time of year. And this is just this time of year, not really in the, the whole year, but it's the, um, the new me, new year bullshit. Mm. Like I, I just honestly, like, why are we still doing this? Like, why do people actually believe that the calendar year is going to change their fucking life?
4: Like the resolution type thing. Yeah, like yeah. I like the
0: mm. like all this. And don't get me wrong, man. I realize how because we like some of us in this room have had to quit a chemical dependency, and when we had to give that up, it was it was anything but a fucking resolution, right? Like it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to wait till the new year because then <laughs> it's a new me. And <laughs> it's like I, I don't know why. Where when did we give the calendar that much power? Like when did the calendar become like our our, It's always been that way. Well, has it always, or just since we had that was it the Mayan calendar we use? No. The twelve month calendar, whatever it is. Is it always been? Have we always been slaves to it? I guess they were more slaves to it when the harvest they had to be aware of when the seasons change and all that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, I guess always is a bit of a an absolute term, but But I think our our society is so focused on time. Mm hmm time and you know if you read any spiritual literature worth its paper you realize that time is only a construct that we made Mm -hmm. really it doesn't exist we we made it Mm -hmm. the only part about time that truly exists is the fact that the sun will come up in the daytime Mm -hmm. and it'll go down at night that's it. That's mm-hmm. the only part about time that actually exists. You know, you mm-hmm. see some cultures that have no idea what time even is. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think it's, you know, it's a civilized society's way of coping, organizing, planning, preparing, mm-hmm. justifying, you know. So, I, you know, I don't know, like you said, that that end mm-hmm. of the year, the calendar year, I think it's 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 i think it's more tradition than anything yeah that people say wow you know i really overindulged and that's it this is it the new me new year yeah you know like you said but just give it a couple of months yeah and the gyms will be empty again
0: well and we were just talking about that the gym thing right because i was at the gym today and we were joking around we're like oh it's dead in here Mm -hmm. and then i'm like Shh, next week it won't be dead, <laughs> right? Because then for two or three weeks or whatever it ends up being, people are gone after that. yeah, right. But so to me that's that's where my confusion is about it, right? It's like I don't get it. I don't get why January 1st like it doesn't make any except for the commercialism and all the stuff that we've, as you said, tradition now dictates that we does it dictate that we continue these like these practices? Like, is anyone in here not aware that Jesus wasn't born on December 25th? Like, we know he wasn't born then, right? Like, we know, like, science says he was born either in the spring or the fall. He could have been born in the winter at some point because they don't fucking know. (laughs) But the truth is, we don't know. We're pretty sure that's not when he was born, right? So why don't we just call it something different? Why don't we try to figure out when he was actually born and then do that then? And then just have Christmas be what it is a holiday where we can just throw our money out the window and like i mean we love each other we hang out with each other that's the best part of it for me right is the fellowship but
2: outside of that i don't understand
0: like i go ahead
2: if something happens to you in the next couple of weeks i just want you to know that amazon probably had nothing to do with it because the whole you know thought around the holiday season and the amount of money that we spend um but I'm just putting it out there. so <laughs> I appreciate you
0: looking out for me, man, because mm-hmm. anyone out there who all of a sudden I go missing, you know Amazon did it. Yeah, it was either Amazon or UPS. <laughs> I never trusted those guys in those brown shorts, man. Anyone who wears brown shorts in like January, February – I can't trust you. What are you I'm saying? sorry. <laughs> All right, those are green shorts. Um, wait, it's not January yet. It's not January. Yet, that's right. But I'm going to have to get used to that because you do wear shorts every week. I try to. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Everyone out there who knows me thinks I'm the guy. I'm not the guy. Darcy's the guy. <laughs> yeah. I was in pants by end of
1: November. I think. You're the close second guy.
0: Yeah, I'm a close second guy. But that's always been my way. I was never first. Sometimes I would be like second-ish. <laughs>
4: yeah <laughs> yeah I think this time of year though for a lot of people is like it's the dream that they're gonna have that spectacular year mm. they're gonna be that everything that they wanted to do and didn't do in 2018 that they they will do
3: mm-hmm. <clears throat>
4: but I don't think people they don't put the work into it they don't yeah but that makes sense it, but I think it's that dream
0: yeah
3: that,
4: you know oh this is gonna be the year I you know invent some new technology and make billions and, but you know they don't actually yeah. put that
1: work in. So. the grandiose yeah the grandiose plan it's well, like
4: the hope for the new year
1: right? yeah because we've so. whatever we failed to do
0: last year or whatever and now yeah. we're we're trying well now the to... year's
4: behind us so now we can just yeah. hope for the future but
0: but why can't we just like continually try to get better
1: why can't we just do that
0: why don't well, we have we to have like
1: a time frame to do it? I don't think there's <laughs> anything that says we can't. Yeah,
0: of course not. For those of us who are like maybe hip to that, right? That we want to do self-improvement or whatever, or just simply not drink again for some of us, right? Like we, the, for sure, we, we're just going to continually do that. I think that's a gift though, right? Like of anyone who's in a, a situation where they can be a part of a group, like whatever the group is, whether it be a support group, but where you're able to just continually make improvements, maybe that just changes it. I don't
1: know. Well, it's the whole progress rather than perfection theory, right? Yeah, and we're okay with that. why, what's the the struggle? You know, like you said, somebody, they want to go out and make that billion-dollar invention or they want to, you know, whatever it is, the grandiose, I'm going to drop 50 pounds this year, I'm going to run a marathon, I'm going to, you know, why not just keep it simple? Mm Mm-hmm keep it simple and if you do it great if you don't then that's okay too Mm -hmm. you know just forgive yourself be kind to yourself and say "Man, you know what set really small goals yeah you know like something i'm gonna just smile at one random person a day Mm -hmm. how hard is that yeah you know yeah i mean for some people it might be nearly impossible might be easier to invent a billion dollar (laughs) (laughs) invention As opposed to just be kind to one person per day. Yeah. You know, but that whole progress rather than perfection. Mm. We gotta continually strive to get better. Yeah. You know? And if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. As long as we're moving in the right direction, mm-hmm. you know, and we're we're prepared to accept the fact that yeah. we're only human. And yeah. sometimes these things aren't gonna work out in our favor. Yeah. And that's okay. I think that's a part of the
0: gift, at least for myself being in the, in the rooms and you you guys can attest outside of the rooms. Like part of the gift for me is just that is being able to accept the fact that life isn't going to always go my way for some reason before I sobered up. I wasn't sure about that. (laughs) Like there was a part of me that was continually wrestling with this needs to go my way or else I'm a failure. Right. Whereas since, coming into a fellowship of having people around me to talk about the same stuff that I go through that kind of gives me the gift, right? Of being able to say, Oh, okay. So this is how I can try this. This is pretty normal for other people. Like when you, when I'm listening in a meeting and people were talking about things that I'm like yesterday, I was really spinning out of control about that shit, but now they're talking about it. So then I'm hearing it and I'm learning. Yeah. Right. So we kind of get that gift. But where do normally normal people go? And I say normal people. I know both of you are far from normal. But I looked nor- at me when you yeah, like, yeah. You no, I looked at Dom and then I went to you. John didn't even make eye contact. He's like, not me. Um, I say normal with quotation marks, like air quotes. But um, like, what do people who aren't involved in those kinds of fellowships? What do you do?
4: Well, I think for like what I what I notice about people is there's. <clears throat> and i don't know if it's an age thing or whatever a maturity thing but there be, there comes a point when in some in people's lives where they have to reevaluate mm-hmm. and it could be anything right um you know you're not you lost your job you got to reevaluate or whatever but there comes a point where people are they seek out more than what just they have mm-hmm. and then whether it could be spiritually or something and i think those types of people start getting into that mindset of continuous improvement mm-hmm. and and, you know, life happens all year long.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, and then, I, But I think there's a lot of people that are sold on this idea that like, oh, well, I can make a resolution, then it's good. I don't have to put much thought into it. And we're good. They don't mm-hmm. realize that like if you want to actually do some of the things you put on a resolution list, you got to, okay, that's my goal by December 31st, 2019. Mm-hmm. Okay, so on January 1, I'm going to do this, January 2. But there's a. it's a lot of work mm-hmm. to get there. <clears throat> and I think that's where a lot of people if you're not already into self-improvement mm-hmm. or, or, you know, bettering yourself in in whatever way that is to them.
0: Or even around people, I think maybe? a lot of
4: people just buy into the... It's like Valentine's Day. Well, if I give my wife flowers once a year, all's good. Like, and I don't have to... I can be an asshole for the rest of the year, but, you know, that one day a year...
0: So wait, it's not true.
4: <laughs> but, that's, but that's the holidays, right? That's almost every yeah. holiday is like this sell job of like, Oh, if you just do this, this one day mm-hmm. a year, like, you know, Mother's Day. Well, if you just tell your mom, she's awesome one day a year, you're good. Mm-hmm. But it, who wants to hear they're good one day a year? Yeah. You know, like. Yeah. So I think that's when people start to realize what these holidays really yeah. have become today. Um, and I think there was a lot of meaning behind them to begin mm-hmm. with. But that's where people who are looking for more go after that. Yeah. They're beyond the. The just sell job, yeah, just a sell and, job, uh,
2: yeah. You know the marketing,
0: yeah. So, oh, no, cool.
2: We haven't heard your best or worst for 2018, David.
0: Oh, didn't I not say anything? Well, I don't know. I don't no, know. You <laughs> maybe you skimmed over it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, did I sk- oh, yeah. I was talking about the um, the people who say New Year, New Me, but that was supposed to be a lead, in them and then I just forgot. <clears throat> this is what happens, man. We get to do whatever we want. Yeah, totally, totally. So, where do other normal people go to? to figure shit out i think like what you just said was basically like to me is as we get older right so there's this funny thing and i don't know i'm not speaking for all alcoholics in recovery i'm i swear i'm not but there's a thing that happens (laughs) when when you have an alcoholic or an addict brain like there's something that happens and it's hard to describe to people who don't have it right? Like it can be very challenging. Dom probably knows it better than I do because he's watched me for like 20 years go like spin around in circles and shit and do all kinds of gnarly stuff. But really we just never started growing up, right? Like those of us who drank like that. And that's a common philosophy is that we stopped growing when we started drinking or using like, so emotionally growing, not physically, obviously. Right. Um, but that emotional growth gets stunted. So like, we're catching up. So there's stuff like that Dom says sometimes when we, we through the years where I'm like, the fuck does he know that? Cause I'm like, that's pretty brilliant. Yeah, I don't tell you all the time, but, so. <laughs> but I'll be like, I'll be like, fuck, that's good. Like, that's really smart because obviously you're a smart guy, but like yeah. when it's like these little normal things, right? that if we don't, if I don't have, we don't have like the interaction with other people, I'm not going to know it. Right. Like I do I'm not speaking for you, John, but like, I, I'm not going to know it unless someone's teaching me. Right. Because when I was taught, when I was younger, I wasn't paying attention. Right. I was either too afraid because of what was going on around me, like in terms of outside of the home, when I would get in trouble with adults, um, why did I say it like that? Get in trouble with adults when I would be abused by adults. Let's just call it that. Cause I wasn't in trouble. I didn't do anything wrong. Um, but when that would happen, obviously I'm not paying attention when people are saying things like you shouldn't lie. Like, it's not like my parents didn't say that. I just didn't fucking hear them. And I lied all the time. Right. Not necessarily to them, but it's just kind of how the brain went. Once the, once the booze came in, I was, I was finished. Like I couldn't, when I drank, I literally turned into someone else, like someone completely different. And it was funny because we were at your place the other day, uh, Dom's place, because I was actually at both of their places the (laughs) other day. Um, But I was at Dom's place in the morning and um, your wife had mentioned that she never saw me drunk, right? And and Mm -hmm. I said, yeah, that's on purpose. Like that was on purpose. I was very deliberate, right? Like if I was hanging out with you and your family, I would only have a drink
2: yeah that was that was interesting to hear that
0: yeah and and i would do that on purpose because you guys meant so much to me like it was a grounding thing right like where Mm -hmm. um your guys is you personally because you were there before jill with me anyway um and uh it was like this ability to stay connected to the real right Mm -hmm. where it's like no because if i don't if i drink uh, i don't want to ruin this Right? Because your parents liked me like well they did at one point anyway. I don't know how they feel now. I'm sure they still do. Yeah, it's okay if they don't, but <laughs> it's like um they they did and I respected your parents and I respect you and I respect Jill and and those things happen. I think the um, I wouldn't have known that stuff though, right? Like without mm-hmm. having people who were stable.
2: Yeah, would you say that's um common, like the people find that kind of grounding point, or, or is that mm-hmm. atypical?
1: I, I don't know if it's typical. What, what it was I think like for you. You know what? I think, well, for myself, and again, I can't speak for anybody else, yeah. but I did the exact same thing. <clears throat> but that was one of the masks mm. that I wore, Yeah, right? Of that responsible, mature, mm-hmm. grown-up. I can have one beer and walk away, or mm-hmm. I can have one drink and walk away, and I'm totally fine with it. Mm-hmm. Or I can have none and be completely sober. Yeah. And I'm I'm totally fine with that. But get me separate mm-hmm. or take me away from the event or the people yeah. that I'm with and then it becomes a crisis. Yeah. That that amount of time that I've missed putting alcohol in my body, now I have to make up for it. Yeah. Mm. Right? So, yeah, I can put on that front. I can yeah. put on that mask of Yes, I'm a normal functioning person in society. I don't have any concerns. I don't have any problems. Yes, why, well, I'd love to have a drink with you. Cheers, good sir. Mm. Have one drink and walk away.
0: <laughs> that sounds like Homer remembering the night before, yes. hey? Good <laughs> sir.
1: So, yeah, but then mm-hmm. that's, but that's the mask, right? Yeah. That's what we want people to see of us. Yeah. That's what we want people to believe we are, yeah. is we're just like you right? We can have a drink and walk away, Mm -hmm. but I'm not, I'm not like Dom and, and Darcy and the the rest of the people that don't suffer from addiction. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm like you where it's once that time of pretending is over, Mm -hmm. then stay out of my way. Yeah. Cause I got a lot of work to do here to get all of that alcohol in me that i missed for the past five or six hours or however long it was yeah right so yeah it's just it's a mask i yeah i
0: think you're right i think we all grab onto something dom like Mm -hmm. so we all have like i i can't speak for other people either but i know that like my brothers you and and my parents it was very vital my brothers were different because i i knew i was pretty sure they wouldn't walk away from me right like but i wasn't sure that you wouldn't because when you Mm -hmm. start to drink a lot and you start to fuck around with people they They react to it, right? Of course they do. Mm. And eventually, like, what I'm grateful for is that the time to quit came before I burnt everything down, right? Mm -hmm. Because I could feel it going there when I quit, right? Because it was, like, these other people that were coming into my life were, like, taking bigger pieces out of me, right? Like, the last girl that I was with before I sobered up, like, she took a big piece out of me, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And then... after that it was it was different because then i knew that uh i wouldn't have to worry about that anymore right like i wouldn't have to worry about driving away from your parents place wherever they were living and um or coming from your uh dinner when you graduated like those kinds of things right like i just didn't mess around with it and that kept me it probably helped me get sober right so Mm -hmm. i tell people that he saved my life all the time but he he doesn't believe me but he did (laughs) he was the first person i told that i was gay too right so i trusted you more than i trusted my family yeah well because they could all fucking hurt me kill me right with telling Mm. me they didn't want me you Mm -hmm. know Mm -hmm. and you wouldn't have said that so i didn't worry about it still loving you i know dude it's weird man (laughs) i don't get it but it's pretty sweet
1: that has a lot to do with our fear of abandonment and rejection
0: yeah 100% 100 percent it does
1: right yeah I think that as as addicts and alcoholics yeah for some reason um, we seem to have that common characteristic of a fear of being judged mm-hmm. oh big time a fear of being abandoned and yeah. a fear of being rejected right and that's why we portray this image mm-hmm. that we think people want to see yeah because we're afraid of the negative repercussions of what they think mm-hmm. of us. Or how they're going to treat us. Yeah. Right? I'll do anything you want. Mm-hmm. Just don't leave and don't treat me bad. I'll be anything you need me to be. Mm-hmm. I will change, or so I thought, Yeah, to be anything that will suit you or you or you. Right? Whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Not being true to myself. But again, that's that mask. Yeah. Right? Now we don't have to wear that mask anymore, mm-hmm. which is great feeling.
0: Yeah, it is. And I think like even you guys... Do you guys wear masks? 100%.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think it's, I mean, it's for me, it's part of the human condition. Mm-hmm. Um, really, like, you know that um, there's times that you can really truly be yourself. Mm-hmm. And there's times where you just know that you, whether you call it being on your best manners or just, you know, knowing that you have to present uh, a side to you, um, whether it's work, whether it's at home, um, are you really being true to yourself? Mm-hmm. No, but I think it's, you know, part of probably just, you know, uh, um, just adapting to the social norms, Mm -hmm. um, probably not in a healthy way. Mm -hmm. Um, but just giving, giving people what they want to see. I don't know that that's, I think that's a common characteristic Mm -hmm. that a lot of people relate to, but.
4: I agree. I think, uh, I think everybody does to a certain extent. I just don't know if it's for the same reasons, Mm -hmm. like. Yeah. Um, I can think of examples in my own life where you go to a, a function and if it's something where I'm going there and this is a group of people my wife knows and blah, 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 you're going to act a little bit differently and a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, um, more appropriately for that crowd, but it's not because you're afraid of them getting to know you. Mm-hmm. It's just... Well, I guess guess to a certain extent, maybe it is. But I think it's just trying to meet that social norm, like -hmm. you said. So I I think it comes from a different place. Yeah. And so it's not necessarily hiding anything. It's just not revealing everything. Yeah. You know.
0: Oh, yeah. That makes sense. And it's interesting how you both mentioned social norms. You guys yeah. mention it like it's a usual thing. And when yeah. John and I think about it, it's probably like revolution. We're like, fuck your social norms. <laughs> I don't know about John, but that's how it comes to me, right? Yeah. when, Whenever I hear someone go, yeah, like we need to adjust the social norms. I mean, obviously we do. I'm yeah. not dumb, but I don't like it. Yeah. Like, and that's kind of consistent, I think, with lots of alcoholics and addicts is that we just don't fucking like it. And people who don't like it, just like yourselves, might not like something, but you do it anyway, yeah. right? And that's another difference is that oftentimes when we're in our cups, we just won't do it and mm-hmm. we'll be like the opposite of it. So if we're supposed to behave ourselves and we're drinking, if yeah, don't invite <laughs> us, don't fucking have us anywhere, especially if we're drinking. Right. Yeah. But I think we're all dealing with the same stuff. What, ha- what I've seen from here like step fours and fives from people through the years, as like confession. The consistent theme is that we just take things to the nth degree. We have, like, of course, we're just humans. So an alcoholic or an addict, I'm not trying to talk about it. It's like we're different species. So yeah. <laughs> it's not what I'm saying. But there is a difference in how we react to the world around us mm-hmm. without question. People think that, we're lo- that we've lost our minds, right? Mm-hmm. Because we act crazy. Yeah. It's because we're not reacting the same way to the normal stimulation, right? So we could sit here and if it was like a different conversation and it was just for addicts in recovery who all hated the same thing. That's all we would talk about. I guarantee it. It would be two hours of, I hate this shit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you had somebody who's willing to say, whoa, whoa, which is, I've heard John do many times in different environments where he'll say, no, like, why are we complaining? Like, why do we need to complain about this? Right. right. And on, honestly, I've heard you more than once. Let's do that in, in a group that we go to. And I appreciate that because, all of us can get off topic and be like loving the negative shit. Just like you were talking about last year, like with all the news and stuff. Sure. There's a lot of negative, but let's be, let's be honest. There's some good stuff too. Right? Like, oh, absolutely. Here's mm-hmm. we don't have to worry about a world war. Like we pretty much don't have to worry about it. Go ahead. <laughs> I know. I was going to say it on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that was a trigger. Yeah, it was a button Yeah, I think dumb actually know. moved about 6 inches <laughs> I know he did he was like backed up pardon me oh what I mean is a world war like we had to worry about with Germany like France doesn't have to worry about Germany invading they probably never have to worry about that again <laughs> although they probably thought that
3: after world war
0: one I'm just saying <laughs> you gotta watch those Germans man <laughs> um but like those kinds of worries, we don't really have like anymore. I know there's little countries that are always at war. Like, don't get me wrong, but like a world war is it in? Does it make economic sense?
4: I don't know. It kept the US going for two hundred. Yeah, but years. sustained, yeah. but
0: <laughs> but sustained war has crippled them, right? Yeah. It's crippled yeah. their people. I suppose, yeah. Twenty-two
2: veterans a day take their life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's not a good thing. No, right. <laughs> I guess my, my visceral reaction to that yeah. was, uh, it, I don't know that we're moving towards a, a path of peace. Like, mm, we definitely. seem to be inventing new things all the time mm-hmm. that seem to be, well, we don't need it, but we might need it. Yeah. So, whether it's, you know, Russia uh, developing a, uh, you know, an ultrasonic weapon, mm-hmm. um, something, you know, that you just think, well, this is a new invention, but it's really just designed to keep us safe. Yeah um but i don't know that we've ever, we've slowed down on the self-destructive path mm-hmm. of i think just the the right set of circumstances haven't presented mm-hmm. itself um maybe we've learned some lessons through history but um i'm still not uh convinced that um that we're moving in the in the path of peace uh, mm-hmm. globally is together so
1: no, i have to agree not with all. you there yeah i have to agree with you i think yeah. that mm-hmm. as uh and Uh, You know, our society, our culture, uh, for the most part, I think largely are addicted to that chaos. They're addicted to that stress. Uh, It's almost that they need something to be upset about. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, if if I'm not angry, then I'm not feeling anything, Mm -hmm. right? And if it goes from something as simple as, you know, it takes me a half an hour to drive from my office to my house. And in that time, I've said fuck 83 times. And I've given four people the finger. And I've punched my steering wheel. And by the time I get home, my blood pressure is off the chart. <laughs> yeah. You know,
3: mm-hmm.
1: just from something like that. And then I get mm-hmm. home and I watch the news. And it's Donald Trump does this. And, <laughs> you know, everything is bad. Yeah. It seems like. <clears throat> or so much of what we take in is negative. Mm-hmm. And if you're absorbing that negativity continually, mm-hmm. what are you going to give back? You're going to give back negativity. Yeah. You know? And I and I know that Dom can attest to this, in our profession we see it. It's it's a culture of negativity mm. and it starts right from the moment you arrive at work with gossip and rumor Mm. and you know a lot of backstabbing and hey did you hear about so-and-so and And, yeah this guy is this and i heard that and for half an hour you sit around and complain about how bad things are so you're whipped up into a frenzy of anger Mm -hmm. you walk out onto the street well guess what you're going to present oh my god yeah you're going to present anger you know you're going to Your your negativity is just Mm going to get more negativity, but unfortunately, as a society, that's where we're at right now. Mm -hmm. That's where we're at. Is I don't know. I I mean, there are. It's not all doom and gloom, of course. I mean, Mm -hmm. there are some exceptions to the rules. There is some doom and gloom, though. You see those random acts of kindness, Mm -hmm. right? And it what does it do if you think about it? How does that make you feel to see that? Yeah. For myself. It just brings that that little bit of light in through a crack, mm-hmm. right? You see something like that and you go, oh, that's really nice. Yeah. And it just brings a little bit of light in. And it mm. relieves a lot of that negative energy that's going on in you, yeah. right? But hell, I, uh, I, I think that if we could possibly, and I don't know how to do it, just try and get away from that. That addiction to chaos, Mm -hmm. you know, that addiction to the negativity in our lives Mm -hmm. every day, you know, I, I think that we would have better relationships with our family, with our friends, with our coworkers, Yeah, but it's hard work. You know, like you said before, Darcy, it's hard work. It's hard work to be kind. Mm-hmm. It's a lot easier to say "go fuck yourself" and give somebody the finger mm-hmm. than it is to let them cut in in front of you. Because, goddamn you, this is my lane. Don't, <laughs> don't you understand. know that I'm here? You can't be anywhere near my lane, you <laughs> asshole!
3: How right? Dare you.
1: It sounds so silly when you say it like that. <laughs>
4: yeah,
3: <laughs> right. <laughs> it
1: but it really doesn't make any, any sense at all. When I drive home tonight. I'm probably going to go into some sort of a fit <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, me too, probably. You know, potentially, I should say. Yeah. So, yeah, it's yeah. it's interesting how that to to look at it objectively to say, wow, mm-hmm. we live in so much negativity. We're just oh, yeah. inundated with it yeah. all the time, right? And yeah. to uh, to be able to do just one nice thing to somebody for someone a day is, you know, you may make somebody's day and that one small piece of kindness will then expand. Mm -hmm. Right. And then perhaps that person will do it for someone else and that person will do it for someone else. And that's how you you make it a little bit better. Right. Mm -hmm. You set the the path of peace. Mm -hmm. Right. It, it's easy to say, well, can't somebody else do it? Yeah. Right? <laughs> can't somebody else be nice? Like, think, why do I have to be nice? I think that's been the fucking problem, right? Yeah. Is that, yeah. Like, fuck society. Yeah. It's never done anything for me. So why should I be nice? Right? Yeah. But if we were to take that responsibility on ourselves mm-hmm. and say, you know what? I'm going to hold the door open for somebody today. Yeah. Or I'm going to tell somebody that they look nice today or whatever the case is, that one small thing. Mm-hmm. That will begin to massive manifest itself yeah. in other areas. Yeah. And that is that path of peace. Yeah. But it all starts with us. It all starts with me. Mm. Right? It's mm. easy for me to sit and point the finger. Yeah.
2: Do you think that came, like, do you, because you're very enlightened about, you know, the way that we want to treat other people and, you know, treating others with kindness and responsibility. Do you think that's something that came from your path to recovery? Uh, addictions, like was this, was there something that twigged in it for you that kind of just you know keyed on, on how you're treating other people, like what is it? Oh yeah,
1: uh, you know absolutely. Um, really, that that it started as what they call in the program my easier, softer way, yeah. mm-hmm. right? I thought that when I was still drinking and when I was in active addiction, I thought that I could spiritualize my way into recovery. Right? Without without having to do all that 12-step stuff that said God all over the place. <laughs> who needs that shit? Right? First God. <laughs> so I started taking an alternative path. And I read the the thing that started it all off was I read a book called Full Catastrophe Living by Jon Kabat-Zinn. And if you don't know who he is, he's probably the father of modern-day mindfulness. And in one part of the book, it talked about the Buddhist belief system, and that that's put a light on for me. And I Mm. went, "Oh, you know what? That actually makes sense. This is just—it's not religion. It's just a way to be a better person." Mm. Right. So I started delving into more and more and more, and got involved with meditation groups and went on silent retreats and all that kind of stuff. And Mm -hmm. you know, and I've still I, I still actively go out and. And read and try and learn as much as I can. But again, it's a, it's a tall order, mm-hmm. right? It's a tall order. And, you know, you and I have talked about it before where for some reason we find it easier to walk around with our fists up all the time, mm-hmm. ready to punch somebody in the face than to walk around with our arms open.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Ready to give somebody a, a, a yeah. hug to say, you know what? Things are okay. Yeah. You know? So, but that, uh, again, it's, it is, it's hard work. Like you said, Darst. it's hard work. Yeah. I think
0: it is. I think it's hard. One of the reasons I find it so hard to give, to be open like that to all people, like, cause I, I really want to be, but what I find hard is that it's just so much more natural to look at people with contempt. Yep. Like it feels, it feels much more natural to be like, And I don't like it. Don't get me wrong. I don't like that. I feel that way because I I mean, I really don't like it. It it makes me kind of sick. Right. Even talking about it, but it's like, I'll notice it when I'm in my car. Mostly like, it's like, that's where I have this barrier somehow, this ability to all of a sudden be hateful. Like, and it, it's really scary sometimes not hateful. Like I'm going to go murder people over it, but yeah, maybe, um, maybe down the line, whatever happens. Right. Um, 60 years from now, who knows? Nobody will care. Um, but it's one of those things where you just try not to make things worse all the time, you know, where you just like Bingo. now the different, the difference is, is like just trying not to make things worse all the time. So if I can't not look at you with contempt in my eye, cause sometimes I don't know where it comes from. I do not feel at any point in my day, like I'm better than anyone. So when that shit hits my head, I'm like, Whoa, like mm-hmm. that's not me. I don't feel that way about other humans, but there's a part of me that does. Right. I don't want, I don't want that. But I think, um, to go back to the world war thing, uh, I threw that out there on purpose. Cause I, I heard someone talk about it and I was like, really? And then I read it in, a, in like a blurb. Like I was like, this is interesting. I don't know about that. <laughs> like, cause I feel like we're so much more self-destructive than we might have ever been like but that's my opinion i can't really compare today to the medieval times right like where we think that we're violent now i don't know that we really understand (laughs) how violent it was back then you know um that doesn't mean we've gone much better but at the same time there there's got to be a way for the positive stuff to break through that garbage right like i i fully expect us to have a sixth what do they call it? Extinction event? Oh, like yeah. I I fully expect us to have another extinction, which is perfectly fine. And the way we're probably gonna do it is probably by bombs because we're stupid, right? You think so? I probably. But whoever lives no. from that
1: I, I I think that it's gonna be environmental. Oh, that too. We'll, we'll do ourselves in. But yeah. We're gonna do it by killing the she'll, planet. F- she'll finish us off for sure. Right. Oh
0: yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, we're, we're shitting where we eat. Dom's like, this has gotten really scary. <laughs> hey, uh, if it turns into The Walking Dead tomorrow, I'm all ready for it. I got That's plans. Right. So yeah. I've thought about you got it a lot. <laughs> nice. Got I'm, all, I'm all good. So, yeah. Excellent. I've got <laughs> plans too. collection. Yeah.
0: Oh, <laughs> you know, he's got swords. There's no question remember. about it. Yeah. yeah.
2: He's got his baseball bat sitting behind the door with the barbed wire wrapped around the end. So how can we take that? Because you've been, you know, going to church for a long time. Yeah, I would say your whole life. <laughs> I have been in a church. Yeah, from the time I was born. Pretty so much. Uh, I gotta ask you, how do you? keep that contempt from seeping in. When you're in church and you're there, everything is good. The whole world is rosy. Mm -hmm. Uh, You feel good about yourself. You love thy fellow man. You leave church. You've left the parking lot before you drop your first Mm F-bomb. How do you... Is there like something that's... Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's a, you know, something that's being talked about before, mm. you know, just that kind of whole, how do you go from such a peaceful state to that contempt mm. in, in such a short period of time? And I, 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 I pick on church and I don't no, mean no. that, but I pick on the, on the environment where you can go from being totally at peace mm. to total contempt and yeah. there being very short periods of time. Is yeah. that a, is that a thing? Yeah, for sure it is. And uh, coming from a church for as long as I've been like
0: going off and on to a church, the truth of the matter is, and and th- that's not the case with this church in particular, but like through the years, what I realized about lots of churches is that God's not present and that there's no peacefulness there. What there is there is dogma to help you, air quotes, to help you get through yet another miserable week as a fucking human right mm-hmm. so what what changed for me when i sobered up was i realized and actually it wasn't when i sobered up it was not until a few years in when i got a phone call from a guy i was working at central united there and the other church that we were at and i got a phone call from a guy and he he was telling me how much god must hate him because he's gay and i listened to him and i, t- I listened to him talk for must have been a half an hour he talked and then at the end of it i said do you really believe in god and he said, yeah, I, I sure do. And I said, do you believe that God makes mistakes? Well, no, of course not. It's God. And I said, well, how dare you? <laughs> how dare you pretend that God hates you? God made you. Like if, And don't get me wrong, I get goosebumps because the truth is God made you. So whatever you happen to be, right? I don't know if God made Charles Manson. I have a feeling that other things contributed to Charles Manson after he was created right like circumstance families society all kinds of things mental illness who knows right um but i mean certainly not for being gay certainly not for being transgender certainly not for being african asian american canadian mexican brazilian whatever the fuck you happen to been born i i just to me they don't jive right like it doesn't jive to go somewhere and be beaten down by dogma into peace that's not peace right and i think that's what for myself that's what i've always just craved is peace to find some peace and it wasn't in a church in california or a church anywhere else the peace was from connecting to that god through my fellows right like through you through john darcy that's to me as always since i've sobered up i should say that has been more of where I find God than anywhere else, is in other humans. It's not, and I know people were like, "Oh, but humans suck." I'm like, "No, they fucking don't suck. <laughs> we don't suck. There's a lot of good people doing good shit, right?" Mm-hmm. Um, and we we've we can talk all day about the bad stuff because that's what everybody wants to hear about. That's kind of why I said suggested like best and worst. Is like, what are we going to do first? And of course, my brain went straight to worst, right? Instead of like, what was the favorite thing about 2018? I can tell you off the top of my head, one of the favorite things about 2018 for me was this mm. like, mm. imagining doing a podcast a year ahead of time and then thinking, well, it kind of died. Because I was thinking about it and I'm like, yeah, but I don't know anything about it. The machinery, the equipment, (laughs) you know, obviously the expertise that Darcy has to have to deal with guys like us. Right. Um, But like this is this is wonderful. And to share with you guys what I've heard from other people, like from feedback, um, specifically from like from John's first episode, because he Mm -hmm. was the first one. But each episode has had more and more feedback as time goes on Mm -hmm. saying dave like this is really great what you guys are doing and and i didn't know it was going to be like that because i didn't know anything about this shit right so the first time i saw a a podcast was joe rogan's and it Mm -hmm. was joe rogan talking to one of my favorite musicians of all time right like maynard james keenan from tool so that conversation and they talk so real to each other because they were like friends right and and that even though they may not have been friends for long before, I don't know, but it just seems like being able to sit down and get some information out to other people, God, it's kind of nice, you know? So that's my highlight. I skipped over the bad one, cause the negative, because I'm like, I could just go on all day about that garbage. <laughs> but the good stuff is here, it's, it's <clears throat> December 29th, 2018. I'm sitting here with like two of my closest friends, right? And Darcy. Who's a friend. Well, I mean, we're not yeah. close, but we're getting there. Yeah, yeah. We'll get there. By the time you get done with me, you'll you'll be done with me for sure. <laughs> It'll be like, fuck, I'm glad that ended. <laughs> um, but it's like such a cool thing. Mm-hmm. This is what we're doing on a Saturday night. It's pretty good. Yeah, mm. I agree. Right on. Yeah. So what's your favorite thing about 2018?
2: Oh, man, you're not picking on me. I thought you were looking at Darcy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go back to Darcy because I think I skipped over him the last one. I get lost with my questions, man. No idea. Um, you know, I'm I, I don't know. I, I, it's really hard for me to just pick one thing. Um, I think it's really um it, as you continue on a path around just I don't know if I'm getting older. Um, I know some people call it wisdom. Um, maybe I'm just too old to just not be so angry Mm -hmm. all the time and you know just uh to find whether it's wisdom or just because i'm getting old to say i'm not going to invest myself in that Mm -hmm. um that's not going to occupy any more time for me um i think just continuing on that path for me is really just to try to gain a sense of and again you know the the time of new year's resolutions (laughs) um being what they are right but um but yeah i mean it For me, that's really what it is. Mm -hmm. It's just around trying to find a perspective in each of the moment, trying to find, you know, the, for the, for the kids in the cave to try to get that perspective and just say, I can find something in that. I can find something Mm -hmm. positive. I can apply that. I can, you know, that can motivate me to, to, you know, just motivate me. Mm -hmm. Just give me that perspective. So. Yeah. Cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Cool. One day at a time. Hopefully. Well, I mean, it's all we got, right? Yeah. Yeah. Darcy. Well, I skipped you and I remembered after I went to Dom.
4: I think I, I agree with you though. I think, um, for me to pick one thing that I, I guess it would, like I, I'm going through my head and be like, well, I'd have to pick categories then
3: Mm
0: -hmm.
4: because it's like, well, then you have your personal life and then you have your, your work life and then you have your like your curricular activities you do and
0: i'm not timing you, man. you can talk about all of it
4: <laughs> <laughs> no one's so, got to watch out <laughs> I, I think though I like, I like what you said where it's like it's just kind of continuous and i think um for me 2018 was really i actually thought it was a great year for me personally mm-hmm. just because i i felt like i i don't know had some growth mentally and mm-hmm. spiritually and uh I just kind of felt like I, I started to realize that, um, you know, even if you have negative situations, look for the positive. In them. Mm-hmm. There's always positive. And, uh, you know, people said that to me years ago and it's like, yeah, okay, that's cliche. Yeah. Whatever. Okay, sure, sure. You're one of those like, oh, everything's positive people. And so I just kind of dismissed it, but I'm starting to realize and understand now that. No matter what happens, there there is positive things that you can take away from it, mm-hmm. even if it's something terrible, like you lost your job or, yeah. or something. Um, as bad as it seems in the in the time, once you kind of step away from it, you can go well. Actually, that ended up being a good thing because mm-hmm. of this. So, I think for me, it was just personal growth. Um, yeah. You know, my my just being able to understand that there is there is positives if you find if you look for them. Mm-hmm. And even in the news stories and things like that, you can find that. Yeah. I think it's heavily inundated with negative just because that sells. Um, and I think there's a whole raft of, of issues that society has that mm. we, is why we buy into that stuff. But I, I think for me, that's probably my highlight for the year is just a better understanding that um, there's kind of more to just bitching and complaining yeah. through life. Yeah. It's like you can you really can set up your whole life. So, Mm -hmm. if you want to go hang gliding, go hang gliding. Yeah. Like, there's nothing stopping you. And it's literally... That is... It's like that for everything. Yeah. You know? If you want to make the billion dollars, well, then go make it. It's there. You can do it in today's day and age. I mean, if (laughs) Kylie Jenner can do it, anybody can do it. So... (laughs)
2: Who the fuck is Kylie Jenner? <laughs> One of the. I think somebody's just dropped a Kardashian.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a Kardashian. That's right. <laughs> oh, no you didn't. Yesterday. Totally. It was like, yeah, yeah, totally
4: she was. was a billionaire, and I'm like, oh, oh my man. God. What? Yeah.
0: Who's Kylie Jenner? Like
4: she was just on some stupid TV show, man. She
0: she's like she's like one of those Kardashian like kids, or?
4: I don't
2: know who she is, man. Well, I think yeah, I, it was sure. just in the news like oh, two okay. days ago. So I so was about like... to do something that I say that I'm never gonna do: is talk about the Kardashians. <laughs> <right>. So I'm <laughs> totally gonna bite my tongue. I don't know, David. I don't know who they are. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but that's the whole point. Is I'm with Dom. Yeah,
0: this reminds me of a time when I said,
2: "Dom, have you ever heard of Britney
0: Spears?" And he's like, uh, "No." <laughs> meanwhile, he's like secretly masturbating to britney spears (laughs) i'm kidding how would i know if it's secret i obviously made that up (laughs) no sorry man go ahead
4: but that yeah i think that's just my positive for the year is just realizing that if you really want something just go do it yeah just go start making it happen
3: it's nothing Mm -hmm. cool man you
4: know and i i i find even on social media for as negative as it can be you can block that shit out Mm -hmm. and start finding lots of positive stuff on there Um, like I know all like on Instagram and stuff like that, there's lots of people on there that are just average people who decided they're going to go climb that mountain yeah. and they went and did it. Yeah. And it's like, those are the people you want, you should be following is people mm-hmm. like that that make you want to do more.
0: Yeah. People you know? who are doing stuff that you want to do. Yeah.
4: You don't just have to sit there and argue on yeah. Twitter about, you know, oh, politics of the world mm-hmm. today.
0: Dude, that's like another
4: topic. I mean, you can, <laughs> and if that's what makes you happy, I guess, but mm-hmm. it just, it that it's too much for me. So yeah. I just kind of blocked a lot of that shit out this year and realized, holy oh, shit, there's actually positive stuff on there. Mm-hmm. So
2: cool, yeah. That's it. On. That's my New Year's resolution. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> Learn more about the Kardashians. <laughs> and
1: Britney Spears.
3: Yeah. <laughs> oh,
2: <laughs> Find my old pictures <laughs> of Britney Spears. <laughs> less processed meats. Less processed people. Nice, <laughs> yeah.
0: dude. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. So, what do you mean by processed one. people?
2: um well the like kylie the, jenner's the people that shall not be named ah. but uh yeah I, th- well, I think that's been kind of the common theme like just find the people find the real people find the inspirational people find the the things that speak to you and motivate you so yeah um yeah less processed nice more real
0: i like that i'm gonna i'm gonna ponder that Processed people man john mm-hmm. your best the
1: best or maybe many best things yeah you know what i'm i'm with these guys that it's really hard to pick one best you know i there's just so many things that that have that i i have to be grateful for for this year
3: mm-hmm. you know
1: um and that's you know i guess if you're trying to do resolutions or <clears throat> you know new year new me kind of thing it's to uh be more observant of my own mental process in judgment mm-hmm. and condemnation of others yeah you know mm-hmm. um but again that uh, that was part of my path in 2018 mm-hmm. was to be on that journey of of self-improvement mm-hmm. You know, so the realization of gratitude for things that I would typically take for granted, Mm -hmm. that other people take for granted, that some people wake up every morning and only dream Mm -hmm. of having, you know, things that we take for granted so readily. You know what? I can get up. I can get up. Mm -hmm. That's number one. I can get up on my own power. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm old and my back hurts. (laughs) My knees usually get out. But that's okay. I can still actually get out of bed. We feel you, brother. (laughs) The old boys club here. (laughs) I can actually get out of bed. And I can see and I can hear. I have my senses, right? Those kind of things that I always took for granted Mm. um i have food in my fridge in my house
3: Mm.
1: that is a big deal a really big deal that that i just assumed was a matter of course Mm. because it's owed to me right it's I, i i don't you know who i am Mm -hmm. Of course I have a house. Of course I have food. Of course I have a car. That stuff can all be taken away very, very quickly. Mm -hmm. I have my health. That can be taken away very quickly. You know? And there are probably, well, I don't know how many people, but a lot. There's probably a lot of people that if they were hearing this right now would be thinking, man, you know, I wish I could get out of bed. Mm Mm-hmm. I wish I could walk. Yeah. I wish I mm-hmm. could see again. Mm. You know, I wish I had my health. I wish I had anything. Right. I wish I had my family back. I wish I had my mental health. It's just things that, that I can wake up in the morning for and, or, and be thankful about. Mm. Right. And that, that grounds me to say, all of this stuff can be taken away mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. In a matter of a blink of an eye, I can lose everything. Yeah. So, you know, but that's that's my highlight for 2018 is that that spiritual growth, mm-hmm. that progress on the path, right? And to to realize that what I saw before is obstacles blocking my path mm-hmm. are the path. That is the path. They're not blocking my path. That is the path. Mm-hmm. You know, and to to realize that, you know, the difference between good and bad Mm -hmm. is just a word. It's a label that we put on things to make it convenient or more Mm -hmm. palatable for us to accept. Yeah. It's, there is no good or bad. There just is. And it's Mm -hmm. just how we view it in our own mind that turns it one way or the other. You know, like Dar said, you can find the good. Mm Mm-hmm or you can find the positive or the right in anything just as you can find the wrong or the negative in mm. anything it's all how you look at things yeah. and man i am so guilty of that of reverting back to the it's just everything's shit this yeah. is this is some bullshit oh, yeah. bullshit and assholes yeah what look at look at what's happening to me <laughs> you know this yeah. is happening to me this is some bullshit, man. <laughs> like, this, I don't deserve this. Who am I? Right? <laughs> yeah. It's not happening to me. It's happening. It's just Accept happening. it. Yeah. You know? It is what it is. This is happening. So what do you want to do? Hmm. Right? So, yeah, that was my highlight of 2018. It was just to continue on that path. Yeah. And uh, have a little bit of growth. I mean, I would be remiss if I didn't mention the fact that for the first time in four years, I woke up in my own home Mm -hmm. with my family, with my kids. So, you know, and that again is, that is because of this program, Mm -hmm. right? For the past four years, I wasn't there. So, you know what? Yeah, that that is a big deal for me Mm -hmm. to to be able to go back to be... uh, a functioning member of not only society, but my family as mm-hmm. well. So yeah, that, uh, that of course is a, a big highlight. Yeah, so sure. yeah, that's, that's the program, right? That's yeah. in action. It, it, it works. So mm-hmm.
0: it does. And I, I'm with you guys, man, like 2018, there's too many highlights, right? Like this is one, like, yeah. I mean, I had, I celebrated three years with a partner. I've never done Three
2: months. Dom, you would know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the
0: longest I've ever been with anyone. Three Like years. three
2: months or. Yeah, yeah, it's almost time for the white picket fence. <sighs> I don't know why he's gotta go so far.
0: Every time it's over the line, Dom. Over the line.
3: Market yeah. zero. Yeah. Market zero.
0: It's a foul. Smokey market zero, or you're yep. in for a world of fucking pain. <laughs> Somebody throw flags, all right? My, yep. bad. My Man. bad. I'm just kidding. But there's like so much, right? Like, I mean, I don't even know how you could like, I used to do like a yearly, like an annual blog thing. Like I'd write like a little thing a couple years ago, I stopped doing it and I, I don't know why I stopped doing it. Probably because there was just so much stuff and I, I, I don't know, people already think I'm like a happy go lucky hippie. So I don't want to like always be like happy go lucky hippie ish, right? Like where I'm like, fuck, everything's gonna be fine. Fuck chill out. But the truth is things have changed. Right? Like 2018, like deeper relationships, mm-hmm. deeper, um, a deeper understanding of what like friendship really is. Like that kind of stuff has changed for me this year, you know, and what I'm like, what I'm willing to participate in and what I'm not. Cause like you guys were saying, we could always just talk about the bullshit and assholes, right? Like that's all we got to talk about. um, Cause there's lots of that to talk about, but you know what I feel like when I get involved in that, even if it's briefly, I feel awful like awful walking away from those conversations when you know, like, okay, I'm not going to say anything to these people because they're on their own trip. I'm just going to leave. That feels so weird, man. When you're walking away and thinking, God, like I don't want to live there where it's all garbage and all we're doing is flinging garbage at each other. No wonder there's like this, there is a part of me that has contempt as I mentioned earlier, but it's not like a, it's not a logical part there's no reason for me to have contempt. There's probably some uh, has been mentioned to me through the years. There's probably some trauma that causes some of the contempt and and that's fair. So I accept that. That's why I don't feel contemptuous like all the time. I I feel pretty good and I'm, I want humans to be okay. Right. Until all of a sudden they don't, (laughs) I get really scared because I'm like, fuck did that come from? Like, I was just like 10 seconds ago like literally when you talk about leaving a church and then get in your car mm-hmm. I could sit here and listen to a confession for three hours and I'm like peaceful because I'm praying and meditating the whole time and I'm, I'm really letting this stuff go and trying not to carry it but then I go get in my car mm-hmm. I'm peaceful as a Hindu cow man and then I'll fucking round the corner and I'm like I don't know why you guys are so fucking stupid and why you guys are in my way. And this is exactly how it comes so that I know how ridiculous it sounds, right? I don't know why you're in my way as though everyone out there on these roads should be looking out for me. But there's a part of my brain that actually believes that bullshit. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know who told me that because I certainly don't remember ever like learning the lesson. Did you tell me that? Mm. No, I don't even know where it comes from. Probably the trauma, right, or whatever. But I prefer, I prefer the fact that we're all like reasonably healthy this year, you know, reasonably. And I say that because I know there's lots of people that are suffering, right? Like I, uh, it was a year ago today that Cindy's partner Brad passed away, mm. so from an overdose. And wow. um, so we did a little thing in church for her tonight because she was here, and and yeah, it's like the day, you know. Wow. Uh, so. But it, it's like in my friend Jess, like her mom is in trouble, potentially cancer, right? Like it's, um, she just found that out today, and so there are some hard things. But and, and I had a hard Christmas. I'll be honest, like I hard Christmas with between Heather and I, we had some difficulties, right? And um, but that's another gift of this year was that and I know Dom. You guys will probably understand this historically speaking if there was difficulty i'm gone (laughs) right like if there's difficulty especially to the extent right that um whatever difficulty it was i'd have been gone right so but there's a reason why it didn't work out that way lots of reasons why i'm sure the biggest one is my friends like i had a place to go right away right like i have places to go and um i don't know how to like you can't repay that shit right because I know how dangerous it can be this time of year. Like I got a message from a friend yesterday. Yeah, I'm thinking about drinking. Haven't drank in like 20 years. 20 fucking years, man. Wow. And it's that hard that he called me and and I'm, I am I just said, dude, like don't. <laughs> like let's go have coffee. Let's go talk. Like do whatever we got to do so you don't do that. Um, but that's how hard it is, right? And And I know that people who don't drink, it's hard for them too. You know, um, because I work with everybody. And it's just so fucking hard. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: How do we move forward into 2019 and spread love? Like, let's have a new year, new me bullshit. Let's do hashtag new year, new me. (laughs) And then it has to be like hashtag
2: new year, new me bullshit. (laughs) It should go viral. Well, if you get the tattoo, then so will I. Dude!
1: I don't All think you give a pack. He it's really, really doesn't understand. Dumb. He just <laughs> went down a road. You probably don't get it. <laughs> he still hasn't. Does know that he's showing up next week with that tattoo on him somewhere?
0: Okay. <laughs> if I can get it by next week, absolutely.
2: You <laughs> we got that recorded now. It's yeah, six Because totally I've
0: always on. thought that totally. you needed ink.
2: Always. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Well, right. Isn't that kind of like what grounds you sometimes? Right. Is what, uh, is those talismans that you attach yourself to mm-hmm. right? the thing that keeps that gives you strength? Whether you put it on your body, yep. whether you put it on your coffee table, whether you uh, read about it, it's always those things that uh, mm-hmm. that bring you to to your center. Right.
0: Yeah. Hundred percent. And even like as you mentioned the tattoos. When I look down and I'm feeling shitty, and I see be strong, I try to be strong. Like I, you know what I mean. Just the little things like that. Obviously, I'm stupid because I have to be reminded to be strong. Um, I'm not just coming by it naturally. I think we all do. So There's like those talismans, I guess you call them, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I dig it.
2: Hmm? Dudes, what else? do you want to see my britney tattoo (laughs)
0: yeah i think i think the world wants wants to see the britney tattoo (laughs) i got a video yeah
1: break that out (laughs) no i don't want to see it i'll be the one in the room the voice of reason the voice of reason thank you john yeah i don't
0: okay (laughs) although i want to see it because i'm pretty sure it's going to be the ball britney because that was dom's favorite i'm like dom why do you like the ball britney and he's like Cue ball, baby cue yeah. ball, and he would rub it.
1: <laughs> the, and, human yeah. wow. the human wow. condition. The human condition. Let's talk about the legalization. Oh, legalization of pot. We were gonna. We that's discussed, right. We said we're gonna talk about yeah. this on this. So yeah,
0: because that was a big thing for Canada this year. Huge, huge, yeah, right. Yeah. So what do you guys think? <laughs> Everyone's been smoking pot. They have nothing to say. You know what's funny is <laughs> I,
4: I I smoked pot when I was eighteen to twenty, not.
0: Like, well, you just said you bought some, didn't you? Yeah, I yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but I, I, you know,
4: it was like one of those things you're, you know, teenager or whatever. So, was oh, like, dude,
0: should I not about I it? Didn't even, you? I didn't even
4: smoke it like every weekend, like my yeah. buddies were. But I was like, ah, I'm not into that. So, yeah. but then it was like, because it was illegal, it was like, you know, I just didn't bother. And then mm-hmm. then I had my daughter, and I'm like, well, now you can't remember. Really, really don't want that in the house yeah. because even if it's good or bad whether it's you know it's a medicine or not it's illegal yes yeah. So you know i don't want to run that risk so but now that it's legal i don't know i, I just kind of like for me personally i think it's a great thing yeah um and i don't mean me personally as far as using i mean me oh personally dude it's okay you don't have to like hide it man, i either. went and bought some i know you did but you know what i've added two <laughs> hours of sleep every night now nice yeah so, I, I think it's one of those things that, it, yeah, to me, it's there's so much medicinal use for it. Of course I mean, there is. I'm, yeah, you can get stoned. But it's there's so much benefit to it if, mm-hmm. if you're doing it responsibly. I mean, there's, there's so much benefit yeah. to it. And I think it's a fantastic thing. I think it's, I don't know about you guys being in the business you're in, but I think it's so stupid to be busting people for little bags of weed mm-hmm. or a plant in their house. I just think that's a waste of resources yeah. when there's people that are going missing and murdered mm. and and committing real crimes that actually hurt people. Mm. Um, although I guess the narcotic trade hurts people, but but I just thought it was a great thing. I well, it only hurts
0: do. people because it's illegal.
4: That, that was the
1: theory, yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, it's one of the theories anyway. Yeah.
4: Yeah. So I don't know. I thought it was a great thing. Yeah. Um, but... Because I just don't believe prohibition works.
1: Yeah, it doesn't work. It doesn't. You know, yeah. it's been historically proven that it doesn't work.
4: Yeah, I mean, it works for guys like Al Capone. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and, and organized they're... crime. I think it works yeah. really well for them. But... Oh yeah, they love it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but... they love it. But no, I I totally agree with you. I yeah. think it's I think it's a a step forward, right? And mm-hmm. you're going to have people who are the naysayers and this is a gateway drug, and all of our kids are going to be shooting heroin here and mm. you know in six months and. Yeah. I I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. I really don't. And, you know, I think that we've, we've given this thing such an evil moniker over the years, right? That, like you said, you walk out of this store and you have it in a little bag and you're... You're yeah. hiding it because you're oh, yeah, afraid totally. that somebody's going to jump out and throw you <laughs> to the ground
2: and put handcuffs no, on you. Absolutely. He's got weed. He's got weed. He's got, got, got weed. He's <laughs> weed. got it in his butt.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but you it's legal. It's still in his butt. Is it that's... one of the big ones? <laughs> yeah, it's a big black.
0: <laughs> it's two and in his butt. By two and a half inches. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. <laughs> but
1: it's, like you said, if you if you look at the positive benefits of it, the the medicinal. Yeah. benefits of it you know yeah. if if you are suffering with pain management yeah. and you know it's not for everybody and that's that's okay but if you suffer from sleep problems you know look at the the one story that <clears throat> i i found very interesting was that um the four-year-old girl in edmonton mm. that suffered with that seizure disorder yeah and she had uh continual grand mal seizures Mm -hmm. daily um and they had tried everything you know every sort of pharmacological um cure or or Mm -hmm. remedy there was nothing worked and they gave her cbd oil Mm -hmm. which has no thc it has Mm -hmm. no psychoactive ingredient the cbd oil basically stopped this little girl's tremors like that right I don't know. And she was criticized and she was, Mm -hmm. she was villainized in the media for giving her her four-year-old marijuana. And how dare you, you negligent parent! And it was the only, the only thing that, that stopped that little girl from having seizures, Mm -hmm. you know? So I think that, I think it was a good move. I really do. I Mm -hmm. think it was a good move in the way that you've regulated it now. You know, you've, you're going to tax it. Not that taxes are great, but you're not... Now that it's legal to get, mm-hmm. you're, you're at least taking that stigma away from somebody who needs that remedy who would not have gotten it prior to this. Because it was illegal. Because it was legal. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of law-abiding citizens who say, you know, I know that this will work for me, but I can't because mm-hmm. it's illegal. Yeah. yeah. And... I'm just going to suffer. Yeah. Right. So for those people, this is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And You know, I, I really don't personally believe that this is going to be the, the explosive. Um, you no, know, everybody's going to be smoking weed and everybody's going to be high. And, you know, they're all concerned that the use mm-hmm. is going to go crazy. And you know what? Yeah, probably for a little while. Well, people, you know, go out and try this new revolutionary new thing that's just (laughs) come out. Just like mindfulness. Exactly. This revolutionary revolutionary new mindfulness thing thing everybody's (laughs) talking about. Um, (laughs) Yeah, you know what? You're going to get the guys that smoked weed when they were 17, 18 go, yeah, you know what? Why not? I'll go out and give it a shot. Mm. Or people who try it for the first time and go, yeah, you know what? This is okay. Or that's not for me. It'll decline and Mm -hmm. it'll plateau and it'll level out. And it'll be just like everything else. So, I I think it's... I, I'm happy that they did it. Um, not because it's for me or anything, but it's just... It's good for people that want to do it for that, you know, I want to get a better sleep at night yeah kind of thing. Yeah.
0: And you don't want to take Ambient or whatever.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Because you
0: don't want to black out and run down the street naked.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Rose
2: <laughs> bar. isn't that it's the exactly ambient nasty. thing yeah. yeah
1: yeah yeah exactly
2: cool Done? thanks man mm. yeah i'm vexed yeah i'm, I'm gonna have to uh, i don't know that i was gonna say i'm gonna have to take the conservative view but i'm i'm concerned um i guess mostly as a parent mm. i know personally for me and i can make my choices and i think i have uh the knowledge and the experience and the wisdom to just to, to be informed but I think that's kind of the prevailing thought around kids is kids don't have that perspective. Kids don't have that experience. Um, they're often led by what they're, what they're told or what they, what they research. And I'm concerned that, you know, that the, that the message would be the same as alcohol, as, as everything else. Um, that, so I'm concerned mostly as, as a parent, um, not concerned as an individual, um, small things that, you know, um, I don't particularly think that it's something that should be mass smoked in public. I think, mm. you know, a lot of people from from the perspective, um, there's some things that kind of bug them. Um, but... Um, I guess we had to start somewhere. So, you mm-hmm. know, like making it a criminal issue or making it a health and safety issue, I think we make it a health and safety issue. And I think mm-hmm. that's the route uh,
3: mm-hmm.
2: that we've gone as a country. And <clears throat> it's the right direction to, to, to go. I would like to see just that health and safety aspect of it continue to mm-hmm. be informing, uh, you know, continue to inform youth around what it looks like. Um, because I know that probably at some point I'm going to have that awkward conversation around, you know, how is this, uh, okay for everybody else, but it's not okay for me.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and probably, you know, as a parent, um, th- <laughs> you know, whether they, my kids turn 18 and they want to, uh, partake of, of, of whether it's drugs or, or alcohol, I guess, you know, I said drugs, like that's, oof i said a bad word there but
0: no it's uh, dude like that's what it's going to be if they want to partake in drugs or alcohol yeah Yeah.
2: i guess i'll just say you know just generally without being you know putting things in into a bucket but i'm worried you know that they're about a developing brain um Mm -hmm. for anything that you're putting in your body um you know i think the research shows that our brains still grow and mature up to the age of 24 um I'm hoping, you know, that that that's where that health and safety, mm-hmm. that's where that information continues to kind of come forward. Yes, as a citizen, I'm concerned about people being impaired and mm. uh, driving. I think that's, you know, one thing that we've had for a long period of time. Um, you know, for alcohol, this is a new thing. We're going to have to see how the community response to that how people are responsible in that aspect i hope that it goes well i'm optimistic i think it's the right thing to do Mm -hmm. but i'm a little conservative
0: yeah well but i'm concerned too when it comes to kids right like i mean as far as legalizing i think all drugs should be decriminalized so that we can use the resources in other ways right Mm -hmm. like but that's just my opinion and all drugs all drugs yeah decriminalized like decriminalize it I don't know how that would work. I don't know how, like, (laughs) Portugal does it. Like, the ins and outs and the infrastructure of it. But I I can't see prohibition getting any better. Right? Mm -hmm. Like, has the drug war done anything at all? (laughs) Except for create bodies and more drugs and more people who like drugs. Mm -hmm. I honestly don't know. So, like, for me, for my money, we've tried it this way for so long. Why not try it a different way? In a different way where we do the health and safety aspect where instead of being on the news and having these like very sensationalized headlines about pot smokers, blah, blah, blah. And then they always show the stock footage of this dirty human smoking pot and they zoom in on the fingers and the fingers are yellow, right? And they zoom in on the face and the teeth are crooked and like everything I've seen so far. I don't have cable anymore, so I only see it at the gym. But I see these short clips of news Mm -hmm. and it's always the same people, right? Mm -hmm. And don't get me wrong. Yeah, you should not smoke this stuff before you're 25. That's my opinion on that too, is because, look, if I hadn't smoked it until I was 25, I'd be very much more intelligent than I am right now. But I smoked it before I was 25 for a long time. And I know that that had an impact on me, right? I know it did, whether it was marijuana LSD psilocybin whatever it was that I was taking before I was 25 guaranteed it has an impact right mm-hmm. I don't want like of course my nieces and nephews I don't want them to be all hooped up on that ship before they're I mean they're going to try whatever they're going to try like whatever they are I just hope that instead of it being illegal and a demon now that it's legal they can not only study it better but we can also like educate our kids And talk freely about it. Like when you said, like if they decide to partake in alcohol or drugs, that's like the most, I think, a responsible thing a parent can say. If they decide to partake, instead of treating it like their kids are stupid, right, they're going to make a decision. Mm -hmm. But we've always treated kids like they're stupid. Just don't do it. And if you do it, you're going to get punished, right? Instead of simply saying, here are some things that can happen to you if you do this. Right now, don't get me wrong. I was a kid and I wouldn't have listened. (laughs) Okay. Chances are pretty good. However, I might've been more inclined to listen. If somebody sat us down and said, here are some of the effects of drugs. Like if I could have got the two like that, is it a five day ADAC program? Do you guys know? It's like a drug, I drug awareness course that ADAC used to put on. I think it was a week long and they go through all the health concerns of different drugs. Like they actually are very responsible, even though the the province takes lots of shit for being harm reduction. It that's a responsible thing to do is to educate, right? That's the responsibility I think we all have, right, Mm -hmm. for that. Mm -hmm. Especially drugs, man. Telling Mm. people that drugs are bad is just not working. (laughs)
4: Well, I think that's where to me I think that's the benefit of doing the one of the huge benefits of doing this. Is now we can research it properly
3: because mm-hmm.
4: the only research we were basing all of our whoa it's so evil stuff on is stuff done by governments way back in the day who had mm-hmm. an agenda. You know, like even the, the the experiments on the development of the brain were just absolute garbage. Yeah, and every scientist today would be like, that is not a scientific.
0: Yeah, approach that's an to assumption.
4: That. You lock a monkey in an airproof <laughs> container and fill it with with smoke. Well, of course their brain's gonna get damaged. There's no oxygen.
3: <laughs> so <laughs> but that's what
4: they did, right? Yeah. But I think the thing is now they can properly research it yeah. and find out, okay, well now how can we like uh, you know, there's a lot of older people that like it because mm-hmm. for pain relief and, mm-hmm. and inflammation and things. Okay, well how can we maybe now take this and make something that it does maybe doesn't even get you high? But we has all the other values. Mm-hmm. And I think now that's the benefit of that. Yeah. And the other side, um, as far as the way I look at it with kids is, you know, like my dad had a very simple way of looking at alcohol. You know, like we had a safety talk about alcohol when I got to the age of mm-hmm. starting to drink alcohol was know what you're drinking, never take drinks from strangers, mm-hmm. you know, these kinds of things. And I think when it comes to uh, like, you know, marijuana right now, when you look at what's going on with um you know the drug deaths and stuff
0: fentanyl and fentanyl thank you
4: i couldn't think of the name for some reason but when you when you there's lots of drugs that are laced with this shit now and it's Mm -hmm. all like there's some scary shit going on so i just think if you can sit down as a parent with your child and say look this is legal and this is legal but doesn't mean it's right Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean it's the best choice like here have as much as you can right it's it's they're legal. So rather than buy some junk off the street that you mm-hmm. know, have no idea where it came from, this is the stuff that you should be doing. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's like alcohol. My my dad remembers, you know, going up to the uncle who had the still and getting the moonshine. Moonshine. Yeah. yeah. Well, we don't have a lot of that now. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot less kids dying and going blind from that shit. <laughs> so,
0: and that's, that's, that's right. kind of
4: how I see this is there's a safety factor. Yeah and it's going to take time and it's not like, mm. you know, marijuana dealers that are black market now are just like, "Oh, shut the doors, we're out mm. of business." But it's going to take time. Yeah. But I think at least now we can have that conversation. Yeah. And just sit down and be like, you don't have to fear kids into it anymore and just say, "It's like cigarettes." You know? Seriously. Um if you if you tell your kids, "Look, this is going to mess your brain up." You know, at least wait till you're 24. That might have a little bit more impact than yeah. just like, don't do it. You'll go to jail.
0: Oh, my God. And well, but then like Dom it said. It kind of almost makes them want to do it. But th- yeah, like Dom said, by the time they're 24 or 25, then they can make a decision. Right? Mm-hmm. Like sure. if if they're just to take it as an educational thing.
4: And I think if you say that, you don't know, say that with alcohol, you say that with marijuana. Yeah. Um. I mean, cigarettes, I don't think anybody should ever use, but. Why not fucking sugar? But yeah, exactly. Like there's lots of this stuff where you have to have conversations about too much sugar is bad mm-hmm. or too much of that is bad. And you, you don't know, if you have a gun, you got to go through gun safety. Whereas yeah. before the conversation, <laughs> before the conversation <laughs> was just don't do it. It's illegal.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: It's bad. Yeah. Well, now every 16 year out there are going, that sounds great. Let's do more of that. I mean, I was the only mm-hmm. one of my friends who I could call my dad on a Saturday night when I was 16 and be like, dad, I need to ride. I'm drunk. Yeah. All my other friends were like doing a behind their parents back. Yeah. It was like...
1: Yeah, and see you know. which one is worse. Exactly. Right? If you have your kids who are going out and they're afraid to call mm-hmm. because yeah. they're drunk and they make worse decisions. Yeah. As you know, as opposed to saying, yeah, you know what? My parents understand. Mm-hmm. And they've said, call anytime. Yeah. I will yeah. come and get you. Just don't yeah. drive if you've been drinking or smoking exactly. weed now. Yeah, yeah. Right? That's... But that is that's a level of trust between parents and children that Absolutely. I don't think oh well, for myself I know wasn't there when I was a teenager. Yeah. Absolutely not. And you know what? It would take me thirty minutes to get in the back door because I had to move so slowly because I didn't want to wake my parents up. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't want the floor to creak. Yeah. So I, I would move like a fraction of an inch every five minutes because I didn't want my parents. <laughs> and you're out socks up.
0: and you're shuffling. Exactly. Feet. <laughs> yeah.
1: Because God helped me if they woke up. Oh, yeah. But now, you know, I would much rather have my kids phone me at 2 or 2.30 or mm-hmm. 3 o'clock in the morning and say, I'm drunk. Can you come pick me up? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know what? We'll come get you. Well, the both of us will come so we can mm-hmm. bring the car home. So you don't have to worry about leaving it there, you know, or whatever the case is. Or there's a $50 bill stashed in the mailbox Mm -hmm. all the time. So if you want to take a cab, don't worry about money. Mm -hmm. The the money is there. Mm -hmm. And I won't ask any questions. If I notice that it's gone, I'll put another 50 in there, Mm -hmm. right? So, but again, you know, like you said, as soon as you put that... Do not enter yeah. sign on there. What did people want to do? They want to enter. Yeah.
0: Well, but not only that. Do but, not touch. Yep. Ooh, but then we still that. got, we got adults who go to a legal store and buy a legal substance and they feel like they have done something criminal. Yeah. And, and it's like something That'll like, pass though. Uh, it, it will pass, pass. But like that, it's got to tell you how fucked up our thinking is about it because it's still there, right? Where we're like, well, not we, but you.
1: Yeah. It, it, to, that'll go yeah. away, right? That yeah. that stigma. Give it time, and it'll it'll eventually decrease yeah. to where it's just like going into the liquor store. Yeah, right. Big deal. I'm gonna go and get a six pack for dinner tonight, or whatever. I'm gonna stop off at the dispensary, and I'm gonna. I don't know what a gram or whatever it is a couple grams like but i don't even like, know how I much even, you buy. honestly
4: don't even know i did <laughs> so, pay attention yeah they're, like a, it's a little black cube whatever
1: <laughs> you know however much you buy that's what you're gonna buy <laughs> and nobody's gonna look sideways yeah. at yeah. you yeah. you know so it's but yeah that that whole conversation with mm. your kids is important you know because the more you prohibit them from doing it the more they're going to want to do it mm. right mm-hmm. and to be honest about it and say hey listen Son, if you're going out and you're going to be drinking, don't drive. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. If you're going out with a girl, be a gentleman. Yeah. You know, if you think you're going to have some action, wear a condom. It's just basic things Mm. that I didn't have the benefit of my parents talking to me about. Well, because they didn't talk to us about that No, they didn't talk about it at all. Really? So, you know what, to to be able to say that to your kids, to go, hey, just be smart. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not saying don't do it because I know that you probably will because Mm -hmm. you're a teenager and teenagers experiment with everything. Yeah. Just don't do things that will put yourself or others at risk.
0: Yeah, see, and we were given the impression that any kid who does bad stuff like that is a bad kid. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because, I mean, coming from a church, that's basically where some of that contempt probably comes from is when I leave. It's like, yeah, I'm not a bad person because I did this. Like, it doesn't me- make us bad, you know, just because you smoked dope in high school or whatever. Uh, obviously, the more s- chemicals you put in your brain, the harder it's going to be for your brain to fucking function. Yeah. Especially if you're a fucking teenager. I,
4: you know, you said, though, sugar, though. Like, I see there's so many things that we k- kids get in their bodies now that yeah. is healthier than like <laughs> marijuana or alcohol it's like jesus by the time they get to the point where they're going to try that stuff mm-hmm. they're fried because yeah. they've had nothing but processed foods and processed and people and stuff like, yeah it's, it's crazy like <laughs> if we're going to talk health health here let's really talk health yeah you know yeah. not that i'm a shining example either but whatever but i mean that that's me that that's the the whole point of this is like you know you, you make something prohibited well, now, now they're going to f- find a way to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, like, um, my daughter hates pop because she tried it and it's too bubbly. She mm-hmm. hates it. Well, if I would have said to her, you can never have that by the time she's 14, she's going to want that,
0: mm-hmm. you know, that's going to be the Holy grail.
4: Yeah. Like yeah. she's going to. And, and so I think with, with kids, like, um, you know, you didn't go find for me, we didn't go find alcohol and some dude down the street who was brewing it in his basement. <laughs> We just stole our parents or went and bought our own. Yeah. You know, got somebody to buy. It. I think that's the way I, I kind of look at weed is like you can have that responsibility mm-hmm. conversation now. And can you say all kids are going to try it or all are not? I No, yeah. some are, some aren't. I would prefer if my daughter didn't, but the reality is is she might. Yeah, But if she knows what the container looks like and that there's supposed to be a seal on it and things like that, Rather than it's just in some bag and it's green and who knows what that really is.
1: Mm-hmm. I
4: think that's a huge difference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know.
1: You know, I'd, I'd like to see them do things here the way they do in Europe. Where you can drink at 16. Mm-hmm. The legal drinking age. Mm-hmm. But you can't get a driver's license until you're 18. Mm-hmm. You know, do it that way. Yeah, mm-hmm. Here, you can get your learner's license at 14. You yeah. can't drink until you're 18. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Right? So you don't realize, well, I mean technically you're not supposed to realize the effects Mm. that alcohol will have on you until you're 18 until you're 18 yeah right but if you have a a driver's license at 18 but you've Mm. been drinking for two years legally you know how much alcohol is going to affect you you know what it's going to do to you Mm -hmm. right you can't operate a motor vehicle anyway so Mm-hmm. You know, that's, it just seems that here yeah. we've done things a little bit backwards Yeah. where we've said, well, oh, here's a license to go and operate a 5,000 pound missile mm-hmm. as a 16 year old boy who is incapable of making any sort of rational decision when it comes mm-hmm. to anything because you're basically being led around by your dick all day. <laughs> yeah. Right. So here's a car, go out and do some really stupid shit. Drive fast, oh, yeah. scare yourself, you know, yeah, do all this crazy shit. Get wild. Get wild, and then you know, here. But you can't drink until you're 18. Yeah. Okay. So now you 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 know how to drive and all that stuff. But now we're gonna give it the the legal ability to consume alcohol before you do it. Doesn't make any sense. Mm. It really doesn't, you know. Put one before the other. Reverse it, yeah. Reverse it. So at least that way, you can't drive till you're 18. Mm. Period.
0: I wonder what the like. I wonder if the studies have been done because Europe is like that. I wonder how many studies have been done on the effects of alcohol on a young brain. No. Like like because we don't hmm. study it here because in the states it's 21. Yeah. And here it's 18. So why would we be inclined to study the effects on a 15 year old?
4: When how would you? Right. exactly you can't take a 15 year old here. and give
0: them booze yeah
4: well you what, can who, but they're going to volunteer their 15 year old for that one?
0: they call you yeah. uncle bad touch yeah. if you give them booze
4: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i would like to know though like in europe where because i had a i've known a few people from europe and for them things like alcohol was like hmm.
0: yeah yeah
4: because like i, I had a, a friend who you know he remembers going to the pub or or sitting in at the dinner table and you know they would all have their beer at dinner and he would have a little tiny baby yeah like, one of those little tiny baby glasses full for beer
1: mm-hmm.
4: so by the time he was 16 years old it was like yeah
1: yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it's so yeah i mean else. you
4: can get drunk on it but yeah, yeah whatever it's it's just such not a it, it's just not a big deal yeah and it's socially just not like like when you're 16 and it's and your buddies get drunk it's not like the, oh my god we're all getting drunk yeah. and our parents don't know it's like no one cares. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I just wonder, I, I've never paid attention, but I would wonder what their addiction rates would be like. I have no idea. Or, yeah, I don't know.
0: That was, that I,
1: would be yeah. interesting to see. Yeah.
0: Dom, you spent some time overseas when you were growing up. Was it, mm-hmm. What was it like? like in different places? You were in the UK and then South Africa, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I grew up in, in, in England and then yeah. moved around quite a bit. Um, yeah. I would say there's, I mean, it's very hard. I guess my personal opinion is- is it comes down to that the the ongoing communication you have with your parents mm-hmm. first and foremost. Um, I always try to, you know, put it in perspective that I think for kids nowadays, and I'll say this, and John might recognize where it comes from, but I don't think it's been it's ever been harder to be a kid than it is nowadays. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because there is so much stuff that's yeah. going on mm-hmm. for kids, <laughs> there is so many opportunities. Yeah you know, for what we as older people to see as mistakes, mm-hmm. whether it's online activity, um, you know, you have, you know, we we sometimes, you know, look back and say, well, you know, when we were kids, um, we knew that to come home at the end of the day when the lights came on mm-hmm. and then you would be in your house and, and everything's good. I think, you know, we 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 live in that fallacy of that was the world we live in. Um, but nowadays, I think even with kids – you're not even potentially safe within your own home. And mm-hmm. I say that in relation yeah. to having technology and yeah. I have all these different sure. things. And I think, you know, it is such a complicated world for kids to make sense of. And we're, you know, tell me one uh, kid that doesn't have uh, a Jenner or a Kardashian. Yes, I went there. On their <laughs> cell phone as a, as a friend. Um, how many kids um, have all these things that they're, you know, you're not just, combating one issue at a time you're combating hundreds of different Absolutely. things at mm-hmm. a time yeah. uh, you're living in the the age of bullying because now it's just easier with social media and with different devices mm-hmm. you're it's such a complex world and i just you know my fear and i guess yeah like i'm going to that place but is that there are just so many things that are going on for kids that this is just one more thing for them you know to mm-hmm. worry about and i think it's part of a broader perspective around, you know, whatever you have to do Mm -hmm. to have your kids survive until the age of 24. That's Mm -hmm. my goal. I I can, I I really like, (laughs) it's like, I'm going to do everything that I possibly can (laughs) to ensure that they survive to the age of 24. And then hopefully they have the experience and the knowledge and then they Mm -hmm. can, they can do it themselves. Um, But I try to make it very simplistic as a goal, get them to survive those years because those years are full of the things that we all know that we did, Mm -hmm. uh, the driving fast, the alcohol, um, you name Mm -hmm. it, the, the amount of things that are going on. And we expect kids, you know, to be able to say, well, why would they possibly do that? (laughs) Mm -hmm. In essence, you know, I almost asked the reverse. Why would they know that they couldn't do it? Or why would they Mm -hmm. know that what they were doing could possibly have bad effects for them Mm -hmm. or, or some sort of consequence? Um, I know, use the example of, you know, the Snapchat and sending, you know, naked pictures. Yeah. Um, I know that that's a pastime for you, David. I, I don't, you know, pass any judgment on that. I appreciate you never judge me, man. You never have. You never. I will. just asked you as not to keep sending them to me. But, you know, other than yeah, that. Yeah, me as well.
1: I appreciate you
2: <laughs> stop sending me those. It was funny the first don't couple send of
0: times. Them to me. But... They'll be on TV. <laughs> I'll be sending you some tonight, sir. (laughs) (laughs) I know you guys keep telling me not to, but I love you. I can't help it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know where I was going with that. You (laughs) were, you're you're talking about keeping your kids alive.
2: Yeah. I think it's, you know, just really around having, it's just so complex for them to navigate. Oh, you're talking about Snapchat. Yeah. And I think, you know, that is just one more thing where we, you know, as parents, uh, I I don't know how many times you had that conversation with a parent. So they're just like, oh, I had no idea what was going on. I had no idea that they were doing that. I had no idea like what was happening. Um, and it's really just that whether it's just Snapchat or whether it's alcohol or whether it's, Mm -hmm. it's just that disengagement from the whole process around. Well, I had no idea that was going on. Well, you know, could you have known what was going on? Perhaps. Um, but I just go back to the one the one thing that kids don't have, the knowledge, the perspective, the experience to know that possibly what yeah. they're doing could be problematic for them. Yeah, sure. And that's where I think, you know, we, myself and, and others as a parents, we have that huge responsibility to make sure. And for me, keep them alive. That's it. Simple. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, I think, you know, what's what's interesting about that perspective is that
1: the way I see it is we, when we were teenagers- we didn't have like that cyberbullying and all. I mean, it was good old fashioned bullying. Yeah, <laughs> all the good yeah. old days. Yeah, so we had the good old, old days. days. You get punched in the face. Call, <laughs> exactly. I'm not going to call your names over a computer. I'm going to knock your teeth out That's in person. Right.
3: Yeah.
1: Right. So I was privy to that good old fashioned bullying, the way that Grandpa did it. <laughs> you know. But <laughs> the, <laughs> yeah. The, but then again, although we didn't face those dangers. We didn't have, well, I, and I'm sure it was the same for most people, have that opportunity to talk to my parents about that kind mm. of stuff, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah. my parents never said, you know, whatever you need to talk about, I'm here to listen to you, and I will believe you, mm-hmm. and I I want you to come to me because I trust you, and I want you to trust me. Mm. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 Maybe they just said fantasy. it differently. Yeah. Like yeah. those were words that I never heard or even thought that my parents would utter. Yeah. You know, I somebody once told me for like and I thought it was such a funny joke. For the first 10 years of my life, I thought my name was Getwood. You know? <laughs> Getwood. Fuck.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so he just you know got what? a new nickname, bro. <laughs> Getwood. Gotwood. Gotwood.
1: <laughs> oh, but there's no, a t shirt coming now. Yeah, there is. <laughs> what?
0: Got wood. <what?
1: laughs> <laughs> but i I, our kids, our, the generation of children these days, and I, I know it's not for everybody, but I've told them, my wife has told them that, you know what, be upfront, honest with them, and say, listen, mm. there's a lot of really bad people mm-hmm. in the world. Mm-hmm. A lot. And you need to really be careful. And, I mean, as a victim of child sexual abuse, mm. I know that you're no stranger to this either. That was a really, really deep, dark, shameful secret that I carried for a long, long time. Mm. I was so embarrassed. I was so filled with guilt and shame that I would never tell anybody about that. Mm. And I carried that secret for a lot of years. And, you know, I've I've said to my boys... Whatever you need to talk about, mm-hmm. I'm here for you. Whatever you want to talk to me about, if you have any questions about anything, if you have concerns, come and sit down and talk with me. Mm-hmm. And I know that my wife has done the same thing. And to say, we're here for you. We will believe you. You know, mm-hmm. if you have questions, if you're curious, if if you don't understand something, please come and talk to us because we want to help and we want to listen to you mm. and we want to be there for you as parents. You know, so our kids are facing different challenges, but I think our kids, we, we've we learned as as time has gone on that as parents, we need to sit down with our kids mm-hmm. now and be open in conversation with them, which mm-hmm. didn't typically happen in the past, mm-hmm. you know? So, uh, and a lot of things that, that I do now that I didn't have that... Um, Um, privilege of when i was a child was i say to my boys and i don't care how old they get every day i love you Mm. and i'm proud of you you know two simple phrases i love you and i'm proud of you if i say nothing else to them and i can fucking hate them that day too (laughs) like i could literally (laughs) choke the life out of both of them (laughs) And bury
2: them in the backyard. <laughs>
1: He's got the shovel and lie out back already. Yeah. But I love you and I'm proud of you, you know. And as long as they can go to bed at night knowing, you know what? My parents love me. My parents are proud of me. Mm. They believe in me. And I think that really opens that, that line of communication where if they do get into that situation of, I can't call my parents. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you know what? I can call my parents. Yeah. Because my parents will come and get me because yeah. they understand. And they've told me that, right? I think that gives our kids a lot more power, a lot more confidence, mm-hmm. you know, and and, and mm-hmm. more of an ability to come forward and say, no, you know what? I'm not going to stand for this shit. Yeah. You know? Fuck you. Over mm-hmm. the internet or yeah. whatever the case is, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, so I... Yes, it's a lot worse for our kids, but I think that we're buffering it better than we have in the past. I think it's. You know? I, I think it's just
0: different. I'm not a parent, so I'm throwing it out there. I think it's different and probably in a more, in a much higher level of stimulation way, mm. where they're constantly stimulated. Where we want. Oh, to absolutely. Like, right, like yeah. in that
3: absolutely. constant
0: stimulation has to do something to the brain. Yeah, I'm a fucking adult, but if I'm overstimulated, I act like a like i'm a child yeah right like if i get overwhelmed i mean i can't imagine what it's like for a kid who however old like i don't know teenager age to have like all this stuff at their disposal mm-hmm. like what what were you doing at 16 jerking off yeah seriously like that's pretty much what probably like all, all, all of us were doing not all together day. but <laughs> i i think too though i you know, like Dom's like, I'm what? not going to say anything. <laughs> I say, yeah, I'm like, Dom's yeah. was like, I Brandon. thought I was the only one. Yeah. This is how we connect. We tell each other our stories. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, Darcy. So, okay. I, I think, the,
4: <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I agree with both you guys. I think it's a harder time for kids. And then at the same time, I agree that it's also almost a better time for kids Mm -hmm. um i was really lucky with my dad because he he, whenever he wanted to talk or find out what was going on in my life that was always a let's go out in the shop and rebuild the quad Mm -hmm. or let's go for a walk down the road or something right and he was gone working in the oil patch like almost all winter Mm -hmm. and so in the summertime like i spent every day with him
3: Mm -hmm.
4: and you know i could swear around him not not when my not when women were present Yeah, yeah out in the shop so it was like your guard was down, and you just ended up telling them everything. And so, but he he just listened, and I think it was. So I got I got really lucky that way. Mm-hmm. And I find though with my daughter, uh, I'm doing the same things, but I'm I'm having conversations that I don't I don't think my dad could have ever even imagined of having. Yeah. Just because technology and stuff like that, like I mean, you you have to start telling your kids at a very young age about online predators and online dangers and because they're online, if they go on YouTube once, well, you gotta, okay, but there's some things on YouTube you shouldn't be watching. Mm-hmm. And, and I, yeah. you know, but it's, to me, it's like, as a parent, it almost makes our job harder because we gotta, we gotta be aware of what's going on. You gotta keep up the game. You gate. can't just bury your head in the sand and be like yeah. Snapchat. What's that? It, yeah. I know people do, but that's, The reality is, is you got to be on top of this stuff.
0: Yeah. Um, I think that's a good point because I bet you some guys our age or age range, John, sorry.
2: um, (laughs) John's the old guy. (laughs) I don't know. The the wiser. (laughs) He's the wise one in the corner. That's the the
0: patriarch of the group. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, that's right. As
1: is noted by all my gray hair.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And by the wonderful mustache, yeah. right? It's it's pretty good. What are we talking about? This just, is just Snapchat. As parents as is that Snapchat? Snapchat. Yeah, I mean, got to be as more aware as parents. Yeah, you guys got to be all over this stuff like constantly, and you have to know like not only what Snapchat is, but like yeah. who can use it. Yeah. Because like for kids, like you said, kid doesn't realize that's a kid using it. What if it's not a kid? Mm-hmm. What if it's a creepy old dude? on the internet who's luring you right mm-hmm. or whatever they do i mean you guys would know more about this than me or uh, you specifically right but the like what they use to get to kids through these apps right mm-hmm. like uh, i
4: it's and even games now
0: well in games, games too oh, yeah right. roblox
4: game right my daughter was playing that but really yeah because it's like an online game everybody can log in yeah so then it was these Creeps logging in as kids yeah. saying, Hey, you know, oh, tell me your personal information. Yeah, and blah, blah. blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And they think it's because it's a kid's game.
0: So they assume it's a child. Right. So yeah.
4: I think it, just the reality is, is like, you know, you, you have, we, you know, we've told our daughter, like, you know, she has a phone and yeah. we, we have to have our password, her password. And like, it's it's not to find out what's going on in your life or spy on you, it's, yeah. it's so that we know what's going on. So to make we, sure yeah so it's just different conversations yeah and uh and that's kind of how i look at a lot of the things like alcohol drugs yeah. and even legalized marijuana mm-hmm. driving and things like that like it it's just there's so much more to talk to your kids about now oh my god and you driving know, is a like big one booze and drinking and sex and
0: <laughs> don't drive
4: don't get her
2: pregnant yeah, yeah and
4: yeah and it was like very don't brief catch the clap yeah
2: well, probably but, something that we we haven't seen, but, you know, entering into our kids is this whole consent thing uh, that yeah. our parents oh, really yeah. never had to worry Absolutely. about, oh, even having yeah. conversations, even if they were dialed on, dialed in or switched on to the fact. But, yeah. you know, nowadays for parents, for teenage kids, boys, girls, it's all about, you know, having that conversation about consent. Mm-hmm. And, Jeez, I never even and, thought of that conversation. Uh, And those are kind of, I think it's just, and why I say it's just becoming more and more complex for kids nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But it's just another nuance or another different level. Maybe one that I was kind of like, oh, I guess I got to have that conversation at some point. But um, like, do you think that that people are, are waiting for consent
0: less now? Or is it just more aware that there's a lot of creeps out there now and we are all kind of aware of it? where there's like a lot is it just more awareness or are there more creeps
2: uh actually probably uh, I'm, I'm talking about probably just the consent you know with the, and I, I don't want to attribute it to anything that's going on you know really around the me too or yeah you know i guess it all comes back to bill cosby but I, i'll try not to make any jokes about that
0: dude you have to make jokes about bill cosby he's a comedian he was a comedian and he's a rapey he's a bit rapey that guy
2: Okay, I'll just make (laughs) (laughs) it.
0: What was it like? Six hundred (laughs) people? Like, sorry, that was his
3: hobby, man. (laughs) (laughs) Gosh,
0: (laughs) this is so. I
2: think that's where you know that 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 whole consent thing, and I think you know the this maybe twenty seventeen, maybe twenty eighteen. Looking back, Mm. you know that's one of the main themes that have kind of come through, kind of around the whole. being responsible you know being responsible yeah. in relationships um and i think you know even we're, and we're talking about boyfriend girlfriend mm-hmm. at you know age 14 uh where you're having that conversation with those kids around mm-hmm. you know you have to know that you you have consent and this yeah. is what it looks like and uh you know i watched this really funny video and and something around uh you have to ask them if they want tea just because you make tea doesn't mean that they want tea mm-hmm. and i can Maybe assure tea. you yeah, yeah. yeah that no unconscious person wants tea. (laughs) <laughs> that's a great video i love that and so you know it's a really funny one to be able to go through you have to takes pour it on their around. head to find out if <laughs> yeah. they want it yeah and you know <laughs> you can make tea and ask them if they want to have tea and they might be like well i don't want to have tea okay well you don't have to have tea but it's such a you know an interesting conversation for kids mm. nowadays to to have to have that we never had and so i think it's just yeah. growing it's evolving and those that's just the next nuance or the next layer of it so yeah and
0: that's that's my yeah. question is like is are we, cause when I was a teenager, nobody had to tell me that you need to get consent cause I kind of fucking assumed I need consent. Mm-hmm. So my assumption about that was, was that rapey people are just like an anomaly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cause like if you're rapey, you're not a normal person. You're not a person who like, right. Cause ra- people who rape are not like they're, they're something different in their brain than me. Right. Or you. Is there not?
4: But I think that's the thing, though, is you're thinking of rape, like the violent rape. I'm just thinking of but, like, like unconsented sex. I, I knew sex. guys that were 18 that would show up at a party,
0: and there's a girl that's
4: 13. Oh. So that's, you know, how can she really, and she's been drinking.
0: And she can't give consent.
4: I, I remember going to parties, and, you know, we'd be in another Lock, town. Like, yeah. I grew up in Silver Lakes, so we'd go to Red Deer, which was 20 minutes away go to a party and there's some guys talking about this girl that was drunk and passed out and what they did to her so see that's rapey though that's very rapey yeah but back but it's not the violent rape that you see on tv and publicized in movies and things like that so people don't
0: they don't give it the same i don't even
4: know if back then they really realized that that was even rape yeah you know maybe they did maybe they didn't (sighs) maybe some i did But but there was a lot of people like... And I think that's kind of where a lot of this is going. Yeah. And I mean, for me, this is... Like, I remember what I learned at parties going... When I was growing up is exactly why my daughters had been in martial arts since she was like three. Yeah. Um, And my whole focus, like your focus is getting them to 24. My focus is is getting her through so that if they're... When she's not with her parents Mm -hmm. or has access to teachers or can get away what does she do yeah and so that it's preparing her for those situations and that's kind of my whole focus (laughs) yeah so it's like and but but really i mean i I remember hearing that stuff at parties i remember hearing it all the time
0: yeah see and i don't remember like people wouldn't say that kind of shit to me but maybe they wouldn't say it to me because i was so overtly like anti-rapey do you know what i mean like i was overtly against bullies and overtly you know what i mean like yeah, yeah. so maybe they just didn't talk about it
4: i had another friend who was in junior hockey and i mean the girls like it, it was as hazing and stuff like that like yeah he, he was locked in a room and told to fuck those four girls until they
0: got no one and they wouldn't ugh. let him out until he did no wonder like, like professional athletes are so yeah. fucked hey eh? like yeah.
4: so seriously I, I think it these conversations are definitely needed in yeah ways, but um you yeah. But again, I mean, you know, you can talk to them, but I think there's a lot of this where you have to really prepare them yeah. for the world.
1: Well, and it's hard. I'm uh, glad you a, guys are doing there's this. There's so much desensitization that's occurred, right? Yeah. I mean, if you look at what it was like when we were teenagers, uh, you know, maybe you got your hands on the copy of Penthouse or whatever it was, yeah. right? And... Back then that was a big deal. Oh yeah. Right? Holy yeah, yeah. shit. Like <laughs>
4: naked girls. Naked girls.
1: Now at your fingertips. Eleven or twelve years old, they can go on the internet and see the most disgusting, de- depraving acts that Absolutely. I can't even imagine wrapping my mind around. And these kids are doing it. Or or not doing it, sorry, they're they're viewing it yeah. and thinking, well, okay, well, this must be normal. I yeah. guess this is the way people do it. Yeah. Yeah. So when I finish 100%. punching you in the face, I'm going to piss on you, yeah. and then I'm going to choke you a little bit because that's yeah. what I think everybody's doing these days. Yeah. It's what all the kids are doing, right? Without having that guidance to say, hey, 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 do not, yeah. do not treat anybody like that. Yeah. You know, as a parent of two boys, I mean, it is my responsibility Because I'm not raising boys. I'm raising young men to say, you need to be showing, well, everybody, but in particular, if you're involved with a female, the utmost respect Mm -hmm. and treat that person very well. Yeah. You know, be a gentleman is what it boils down to. Be a gentleman. Yeah. Which means treating people with respect and Mm -hmm. not doing things like... When you know that in your mind, and that little flag goes up, going, Ooh, uh, maybe you shouldn't do this. Then don't do it. Yeah, absolutely. You know. Yeah, it's yeah, it's 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 an interesting uh, time for kids these days. You know, getting back to that. Uh, yeah. The the technology and all this stuff, and it's scary. It's really scary what what these kids have access to now that we never. We never had access to Mm -hmm. freaks me out, actually.
0: Well, the information is like unbelievable what's available, like like the ability to research a subject like I I, it's blows me away. Right. Yeah. Like it just because when I was a teenager, unless you had like a specific interest in something, you weren't going to go look into it because you had to read the fucking books.
2: Right you need to go to the go, library and get a go book. get the encyclopedia. Yeah, you had yeah. to go
0: get the encyclopedia, and the thing was Learned like something
2: new. Like how
0: <laughs> heavy was an encyclopedia? And it was only half half the letters was like thirty pounds, <laughs> right? Like, but now mm. they can just we can pick up our phone and find out just about anything.
4: Mm. But you know, the one of the cool things though that, that like I realized this this year of uh, this, which seems silly, but um, you know, the, on the flip side of that though. They're also living in a world that doesn't have the standard economic requirements. You got to go and you got to work 40 hours a week and pay your bills. Yeah. Because now you can go online and make money doing whatever. Like you can, there's people making money doing almost everything YouTube video you can imagine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Whether it's unboxing new stuff and they they got 150,000 subscribers Mm -hmm. and they're making money on that. You know, there's probably 16-year-olds on YouTube making three times what I make in a year. Yeah. Wow. So on the flip side of that, it's like there is a lot of dangers. But at the same time, like there's people that travel the world and mm-hmm. make money traveling and do travel blogs. Yeah. That's a pretty phenomenal fucking life.
0: It's pretty cool. You yeah. know,
4: like so it, it doesn't have to be now. You got to go to university and you got to get this oh. and you got to do that and you got to do this and you got to and you gotta have a family by your time you're 27 mm-hmm. and you got to have the white picket fence. Mm-hmm. You got to have... There's not any of those mm-hmm. norms anymore. Yeah. Like, and so when I look at my daughter, I, like my brain is still in that mode. Mm-hmm. But when I look at her future, I mean, she could be off surfing in Australia mm-hmm. one week and make $10,000 that week for just posting pictures and videos and yeah. and having some followers. I mean, so there's... It, it's you mean a, a
2: Kardashian? <laughs>
4: Well,
0: but the, <laughs> Somewhat
4: there's, like a Kardashian. There's, this, there's this couple who decided <laughs> to start of a dollars. sailing thing. For sure. No, And yeah. so they just post videos of sailing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they've got a like a Patreon account and people pay, you know, five bucks a month to go watch their videos of them going sailing in different parts mm-hmm. of the world.
0: Yeah.
4: 100%. Well, that's a pretty good life. It's not bad. So really, it's like there is a lot of negatives, but there is actually positives again, going back to that, you know, mm-hmm. you look for the negative. It's there for sure there's a dark side to the internet of course but there's also that positive side where you know, you block that shit out and mm-hmm. you just go and start living your life and yeah. i don't know if it's because people want to live vicariously through someone else but
0: oftentimes
4: but i think watching people live a life of of fun and adventure mm-hmm. i i think people like that mm-hmm. and people pay for it and i so I just think there's a lot of opportunities as well. The well, there's way right? there's
0: there's new opportunities that weren't there before. Absolutely. And as yeah. the as the economic climate changes, we have to look in new directions, right? Yeah. Like I, I understand that for the longest time hemp has been against the law and all that shit too down in the States, but they just mm-hmm. made it legal to grow hemp down mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. because they're gonna start making hemp like there's so many things you can make with hemp mm-hmm. that we are taking all these trees down. And so what was yeah. the time frame between hemp a hemp plant and a tree hemp is like three months yeah it's months to years right 20 and, years to three yeah months. and you can re-harvest hemp like pretty much yeah. all the time right yeah. and so I, I didn't know anything about that shit but when the legalization of pot happens like here but also down in like california and all these different places then you can start actually doing some research on it right yeah. and that was i think the biggest thing with the any kind of drug legalization or decriminalization is education. Like, yep. and we have the access to that now. So I just went and I peed. I had a pee that was about three P's long. <laughs> so what I'm assuming is that we've been here for a long time talking. You guys have anything else you want to talk about or do you have to pee as well? Pee? No,
2: I'm good. You're good? Pee? Well, I'm old, so I always have to pee. So you'll
3: <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah,
0: <laughs> right on. Yeah, so good. I'll why don't we I'll just wish you guys a happy new year and thank you guys for coming. Thanks a lot for coming. Yeah. I'm so glad to have you here. Same. Thanks Thanks happy for new us year, on. you
1: guys. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, everyone else. Yeah, that yeah, was a
4: great conversation.
1: Right on. Thanks.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: We would like to remind you that the opinions shared are those of the individuals and not representative of Freedom's Path Recovery Society or any other affiliation we may share with organizations or individuals. Thank you, Wild Rose United Church, for your open-hearted giving to the community at large in a multitude of ways. You have graciously provided space and love for us to work within, and we cannot thank the staff, volunteers, and members of the church enough for all that they do each and every day. Thank you again, Darcy Robinson. As usual, your work is incredible. Thanks for donating it to us. I am not here without each of our board of directors, Trent Baker, Todd Deer, Christine Pimiskern, Heather Morijo, Wayne Lurie, and John James. To all of the individuals who graciously donate their money and time to helping Freedom's Path become a society and now a charity, thank you. Who is Freedom's Path? We work directly with individuals and families struggling and suffering from, with addiction of all types, mental illness, codependency, and a multitude of difficulties humans bring forward as they attempt to make life-altering changes. If you are interested in attending our upcoming or future groups, being a guest on the podcast, or looking to make a donation or help in some other way, please contact us through our website, www.freedomspathrecoverysociety.ca, or find us on Facebook at Freedoms Path Recovery Society. If you are close to giving up, regardless of what your difficulty might be, please reach out to someone. You can always give up tomorrow, or maybe you won't have to. To anyone listening, imagine that your voice might be the only one someone hears inside their darkness. What is it you would like to say? As for me, I'm David Lurie, and I wish you all the best, wherever you are. Be safe and try to have some fun, because our time here is quite limited, after all.